welcome again to another episode of the Spidey Dude Experience. I'm Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood host and webmaster of Spidey-Dude.com and the Spidey Dude Radio Network, executive producer of the Radio Network. I am so happy that you came aboard to uh, see us today here on the Spidey Dude Experience. We're going to be doing a little bit different episode than normal. going to be taking your questions, so... We're going to be talking to you. Of course, you can always go to spidey-dude.com and check us out there. Also, you can go to our social medias, at Spidey Dude Radio on Twitter, at Spidey Dude Network on Facebook. If you're watching us on YouTube, like, share, and subscribe. And be sure to hit that notification bell so you can be notified as to when we go live next. So, you can also become a Patreon member, just like Vinkman, our patron. Vinkman, he is a Patreon member over at patreon.com slash network. Check that out and become a Patreon member today. Of course, we are going to be broadcasting live this coming Friday for Make Mine Mayday, so check us out then. Really excited about today's episode, and as always, I am not alone, of course, and uh, I am joined by various guys, and I even got Sarah in the background. Sarah's saying hi. She's waving. If you're an uh, audio listener, be sure to uh, check us check our video out because we're going to apologize in advance because we are going to definitely have some visual aids tonight and references to our live comments. As we live stream these episodes, we're going to apologize to you in advance, our lovely audio listeners. But if you want to be on the program, of course, you can leave us a voicemail at 818-925-6631. Be sure to tell us where you're calling from and what show you're calling about, and we'll play it on the show. You can also leave us an email at network at gmail.com or leave us a review on that podcatcher that you're listening to right now. And give us five stars if you like us. If you don't, leave us that feedback, and we'll try to get better the next episode. So with that, we'll get started with this particular edition, the 17th episode of the Spidey Dude Experience. And the first person I'm going to introduce is Hugh and Adam. (laughs) Hello again. Um, Yeah, I guess we're doing like a catch-all thing. Yeah, we're gonna do some fun. speculating tonight. We're gonna do some speculation, casual speculation, and yeah, Q&A yeah, and we're, we're gonna be doing some talking. Yeah, yeah, Q and A. We'll take your questions and your comments. Uh, next up, I've got Neil Wada Boga Rider, <laughs> as he takes a giant bite of a Wada Burger. Good job. That's Texas, baby. Viva La Texas. Yesterday was Texas Independence Day, so if you. <laughs> Uh, it, it it that is a real holiday. It's not a fake holiday. It was it something that happened back in eighteen? We only celebrate it one out of fifty times in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then, finally, last up, last but not least, I got Pfugin so, in the house. Hey, Paul, how you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Hi. Um. Yeah, I'm well. Just uh, hanging so, out. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take some comments. Hi, Hi, SoFlo. Hello, everyone. He's got a question. I'll, I'll answer that in a minute. He says, hello, hello, hello. Thank and you, uh, they're saying hi to Sarah. They're happy that Sarah's around. And, of course, big Bogan Rider Burger. That's, that is Vinkman. So, all right. Uh, wh- there is one thing I'm going to do, and I'm glad that Vinkman's on, and I'm glad he's watching right now. I, 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 so I have pre-opened. I have not looked inside. I have pre-opened the box. 
Now, this box was sent to me from my Vinkman. It's got a bunch of question marks. Uh-oh. So, oh, hey, we got, got a new subscriber. He said, she says, hi, very recently found out about this channel, and I got to say, you guys have the best takes. Well, thank you. Wow. We're not going to be doing a lot of reviews tonight, but so we it's are. It's mostly speculation. Yeah, we're going to be doing yeah. some speculative yeah. stuff tonight, but. Uh, With no. visual aids. I just right. show in the background sometimes. Sarah is just somebody that shows up in the background sometimes. Uh, somebody. She, she's my fiance. It's she's she's a significant. I brought charts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Neil brings charts. I bring boxes of stuff that's sent to me. <laughs> um, so I, I, I swear I wrote this. I, hang on, I'm going to make the banner because this banner to me is it, it's going to be meme worthy. Oh no! <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the All box? Right. What's in the box? All right. So I, I cut this thing open. I did not cut into the, the items. I, I very lightly cut into this. I've, I'm a professional after all. So Vinkman sent me this when I was sick a couple of weeks ago, and I said I was going to open it live on air. So I'm gonna, we're going to find out together what it is. So, all right. And Sarah wanted to be in here. So. And then I'll go in the box. Yeah, then she's going to go. All right. So first oh up, God. we got the ASMR going. <laughs> Yeah, if you like AS, as I knock my as I knock my light down. Wow, <laughs> that went well. All right, fire commences. All right, so what is? Oh, oh, oh! It's a it's a Marvel Legend. Wow! Can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? What? Frogman. No. Oh. Firestar. Oh. Ooh. Oh. 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 Hey. It's oh. the Carnage figure. Oh. Hey, we can't hey. see the comments. Okay, Bankman says something. Yeah, so this is okay. This is the. This was from 2018, I think. Hello, Matt Bird. Hi, Matt Bird. Um, so this is pretty hard to find because they released a absolute carnage figure last year. He's very difficult to get a hold of, and so I've been looking for this guy. I this is actually a better figure than the 2012 version because it has a head swap. And it's got uh, actual like axe hands and like claw hands and hand swaps. It also comes with the space venom head. So, uh, thank you, Vinkman. This is awesome. I'm geeking out. Like this has been on what on my list of ones to try to get for a long time. So, listen, I looked on eBay for Christmas and couldn't find the right one. So, thank you for taking it off of my gift list. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I honestly appreciate it. Sarah is very appreciative of you. Uh, uh, Vinkman. All right, next up, let's see what else is in the box. Frogman. There's more. Oh, but wait, there's man. not a frogman. Oh, um. Are you sure? That's no. like box go. Are you sure? Get out of here. Get out of your box. Oh wow! Look, look, I'm sorry I made the frogman meme popular. You can't stop the classics. <laughs> so this is like little pocket <laughs> comics. Oh, let me see. Whoa. These That's are cool. really. These are from the. I think these are from the nineties. I have no awesome. idea what these are. Yeah, let me. Let me. Uh, it's like a limited series, but it's like Jubilee and Spider Man, Spider Man and Wolverine, Hulk, and they're like flip books. Oh, so there's like so like cool. two of them to a thing. Yeah, That's and then. Awesome. <laughs> Okay, this is awesome. This is a comic. It says, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders go missing. 
Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk in Southwest Showdown. And they still beat the Cowboys. Um, this is really <laughs> cool. <laughs> It has to be. The, uh, yes, and Vakeman points out in the uh, <clears throat> the 2012 Carnage also had very loosey goosey leg joints. Yeah, he was he was kind of loosey goosey. <gasps> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Aww. He got me the Clone Genesis trade from the 90s. Oh wow! Nice. Aww. Oh man. Know what, Vakeman? Now you just took my wedding gift. <laughs> 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 Wow! Here, just, get him an, just get him an omnibus. Hey. Yeah. Get him. Get him the first. Get him the first hardcover of the. Jam. Oh, there's two. Okay, there's too many comics per two. Okay, so Vakeman says there's too many comics per bag. Uh, so yes, the this is the Clone Genesis trade. This came out in uh, the 1990s, and this covers the original 70s Clone Saga. So this is very, and it's not easy to find. So it's my, my shop had it recently, but you know, yeah, it's 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 yeah. hard to find. I've had that in my eBay cart for six and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yay! Oh yay! It's the box that keeps on giving. It, 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 there's more. Ooh, this nice. is the Lost Years trade. Oh, no. Good lord! <laughs> so this is this is the Lost Years trade that I I, I this has been on my list of. Trades to find, and so this is the the uh, three issue limited series. Good God, Neil! Mute, mute yourself. <laughs> hey, Bankman, I need your hookup up on where to get the things, please. So yeah, they're the last back, it's back alley deals. Those are in those are in good shape too. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, very they're they like are. brand new. Very, they look mint. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I actually I actually bought this. This is a uh, Backlash Spider Man. Two issue limited series that they did with Image with Ben Riley as Spider Man and Backlash. I actually got my, but this is in a much better shape of a copy than my other one. Um, I bought it at uh, San Diego when I was down in San Diego. So I actually covered this on an episode of CSC. Um, oh, Vinkman. Why is there so much stuff in here? <laughs> yeah, this is the last fun. gift. This hey, is the last gift. Dude. He, he got me the, the oh, Cosmic yeah. Adventures. So here's why he got this for me because Yo my me. copy. Your cousin is asking a question. My co Why am I getting a goodie box? Because I'm a. I've been a good kid, Nicole. Uh, <laughs> uh, mostly. Okay. It's so, just because Vinkman's really nice. Vinkman's awesome. Okay. Vink, the reason why Vinkman bought me this is because my my copy of this got eaten partially. What? By. Not my dog. Cowboy. <laughs> my ex-wife's dog he chewed on the back cover and so it's been falling apart the spine was falling apart so I now have a replacement you said he didn't know if you had the back yeah no no hey listen I it's in much better shape than mine 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 was very used this looks brand freaking new yeah those these all, all these all look Great. new my you goodness! Did you like break? Did you break into like a diamond warehouse or something and take <laughs> off the printing line? So 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 Vinkman's gonna have to like talk to us in the comments. These are these. Are, this is really really thoughtful. Thank you so much, Vinkman. You're god tier. Like like this yeah. is this is just beyond. Um, this just man, and and you're such a supporter of the show, all the shows, and thank you. I mean. 
you're not just you're not just a listener. You're you're definitely a friend. And please know that I am just I'm very touched that I got a goodie box. Um, and this definitely makes me feel better from when I was really sick last week. He actually that's why he was sending it. He's like, I'm gonna Aww. send you the mystery box. And this definitely lifted my spirits today. Um, just an incredible treasure trove of, of awesome stuff. If you guys have not checked out the episodes of CSC, um, like that the last year's episode, we need to have Venkman. Uh, Venkman is going to be. We're going to we're going to do some stuff with Venkman. I don't know. I don't know exactly what we're trying to we're trying to figure out some Patreon exclusive stuff, but he will definitely be involved. Um, so that is <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> Yeah, the main of Cain. It? It's the main of Cain. The main of Cain. Oh, no. All right, so oh, so here we no. go. <laughs> this is where I depart. I will go troll in the comments. Bye, Sarah. Sarah's gonna go watch some like NCIS or something. I don't know. Hey, tell I me what happens. Tell me what happens with uh hey, with. Hey, listen, just because I'm reliving my teenage years, because I hate being an adult with bills and a wedding to plan. This is true. Sarah, really quick, did they, Sarah, really quick, did they ever answer that arc with uh, Gibbs and Phineas? Did they ever answer the arc with Gibbs and Phineas? Wait, what? I don't know. <laughs> In season Wait. seventeen. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 they did. Oh, it leads, it leads, it leads, it leads to the finale. Let's just put it that way. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yes, the I Phineas. Used, I, used, I, I used to really watch. I used to watch NCIS before I moved back to Austin. So. Bye, bye, Nicole. Love you. That's my cousin. We'll get together soon. So okay. No, anyways, uh, comic books. <laughs> all right, back to comic books. No, I, so I, I'm going to answer the question that uh, that Kelly Cantu left. All right. So my opinions of I like, especially like once we get to Spider Girl, like the super main, right? So I'll definitely be discussing this on Make My Mayday this Friday. Um, because we're covering the first appearance of Kane, but I've always in, like it was. It was actually in this story that we got the main of Kane. Um, oh, in Lost Years, yeah, that's where we first saw it. It wasn't quite he as always had a mane. He had a, he, okay. He had long hair, but if you remember, that's the a mane, dude. That's mane. <laughs> okay, okay. It's not like it's not like a free flowing lioness. That's mane. also the interpretation What's of John Junior Junior. Hang on, That's what's the true. What's, yeah, what's the difference? True. What's the difference between uh, a mane and a mullet? Dude, a mullet party has, in the back and a business yeah. in the front. That's what I'm it's saying. Like, it's got to be even. It's got to be all even <laughs> okay. to not be a mullet. So, so, so that so that uh, Michael Bailey doesn't appear spontaneously out of nowhere. But the Superman <laughs> long hair was not a mullet. It was just long hair. Was Nightwing a mullet? Uh, the like, are you talking Teen Titans Nightwing? Or are you like, talking about like McDaniel Wolfman, Nightwing? Like, like post Wolfman Perez Nightwing? I, I don't know. Paul, what do you think? Uh, for the mullet, I mean, I, I always thought I thought Nightwing had a little more of a mullet than, than Superman personally Me back too. in the 90s, but at the same time, I thought that. Superman's long hair was just, was his longer hair. It was never a mullet. You know, a mullet is like more way shorter in the front, way yeah. shorter and like longer in the back. Like, think uh, it's it's not a mullet. It's just longer hair, basically. 
it's just it was that was the style back in the 90s man there was a lot of people right. loving, you know, the, listen i had I, I had some luscious hair before before my ex-wife got half of it in the divorce so uh matt bird says i also have a copy of clone genesis so he says genius but uh zach and i currently am reading epic collection the amazing spider-man trade of goblins last stand and mary jane you just hit the jackpot trade too those are all great trades if you have not read the mary jane trade it's very the Mary, much the Mary Jane one is essentially like you know ba- baby's first MJ. It's a good it's a it's a good introduction to the character. Yeah, the greatest uh, kind of sorta. Yeah, uh, Vinkman has a good point. If you could pull it into a pony ponytail, it's not a mullet. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think that's what that's, I think that's probably one, I think that's one of Mike's points that he makes when people call yeah, it. Yeah, that, that was that was what Nightwing because Nightwing had a really long ponytail didn't he yeah so here, here's, got, here's a dumber here's a dumber question if you put it if you can put it into a man bun is it a mullet no 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 because no. man no, because like a mullet, long hair in the front okay. you see yeah. how like mine's kind of shaved and and kind of short right here yeah like a, a true mullet I wouldn't have I, I wouldn't have shaved the back at all totally I would have just that. let that grow you know what I mean? I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm, no I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm being frank here. If it's not like a number three on the sides and trim the top, I don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> okay, you ever seen Joe Dirt, Neil? No, yeah, I, yeah. Okay, that's a mullet. Okay, Billy Ray Cyrus oh, in the nineties, oh, oh. <laughs> breaky heart. That's a mullet. Okay, that's that like that. That's the mullet. That that is a mullet. Unfortunately, because of COVID nineteen, there is a bunch of parents that are doing this to their children, and I swear to God, it's child abuse. <laughs> I literally was having this conversation with my with my person that was cutting my hair today. Like, I was like, she's like, yeah, I, I've had to really come in and fix some awful haircuts, and I'm like, yeah, that's because they gave their kids mullets because for some reason, nineties nostalgia is like. Peak being level. nostalgic about the really bad parts of the 90s and I don't understand whether it's the fashions like why are mom jeans a thing again like why it's fascinating <laughs> at, least it's it's really like, is. at least it's not like apple bottom jeans <sighs> okay but like just can we can we meet in the middle here like we do we <laughs> All right, we've there, talked about there, this. Is there, is, way there, too- there, there, there is no compromise in, in living vicariously through your children. Let's, yeah, that's true. Let's, let's just go. Let's just move let's, on, let's, please. Let's do some future ASM speculation. All right. So, okay. Neil, shark time. Um, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? I'm going to blow you up. Okay. So here we have uh, my chart of charts, which is. As up until ASM 60, all the current ongoing plot points for Amazing Spider-Man. And so about everything on this side can be considered probably by the end of ASM 66 resolved. So you've got the Kingpin plotline, the Boomerang plotline, the Randy Janis plotline, the Syndicate plotline. These these are all connected, by the way, but they all count as independent plot points until they intersect. And then an, an inevitable Robbie Tombstone drama. I expect all of these to be at least concluded or like set up for to be concluded by issue 66 or at least by the, the King, the King's ransom one shot, the giant size. Yeah. Which I I'm a little miffed about the fact that we're having to do a, a, an extemporaneous one shot. Why can't this just be a regular issue of ASM? I don't understand for the trade. (sighs) I know, but like could actually be (laughs) the annual. 
Possibly. I would be fine with it being an annual. Let's make annuals great again. Like, let's we're, make we're, them important. We've, we've we've got one coming up for Black Cat, and that looks actually pretty good. I will say this: the Black Cat series is really freaking. We've been good. talking. We've been talking about. I've been talking about it on a different on a different show, but um, that's one of the books. That, like, if you're not reading Black Cat, you're missing out on some really good stuff. I I, I agree. I, I know, Paul. You haven't re- you haven't picked it up yet, or did you pick it up? Paul, you're muted, by the way. I don't know why you're muted. Oh, all right. Oh, there I am. I'm now. Sorry. <laughs> you unmuted Sorry. yourself. What, what, yeah. Oh, Venkman Vank, Vank, Vank says, now it's time for the real deal with agreeable Neil. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> all right. What's, all what, right. What, so, what, so wait, what were you asking about Black Cat? Black Cat, yeah. No, I'm not reading it right now. I don't really feel that it's... I like Felicia. I always like Felicia. I just don't know if she's strong enough character to, to kind of to be honest to carry her own title at least, at least I, I'm, I'm, gonna, right now. I'm gonna i'm gonna jump in she's definitely got what it takes to carry her own solo the the book is proving it by the minute I, I, I look i was very i was very skeptical going into that title um and the first few issues really didn't do it for me but it I, wasn't I until like two issues it, and i did not like it yeah, I, I was i was with you like it, it to me it, it kind of suffered from the same syndrome that i had with with spencer and uh, superior foes i didn't really i really disliked the first issue until i realized it's a comedy series and i'm like okay all right you know are those three morons uh-huh. still with her the oh um which her which crew, we've the got, old crew. yeah the crew the, the Bro- brody and dr simon where yeah. are they where are those guys are I I was just like they're, st- they're still there, but they but I I think they've gotten way better at adjusting into being like the supporting cast. They don't they don't they've feel actually as- made them and they made them more rounded as characters. I Here's will say the thing: this. I will I will check it out at some point. The problem with Black Cat though is that she has too many different. She's in her span of being a character in the Marvel universe. Her characterization has kind of looked like this. It's just kind of gone back and forth, and now it's not all Slot's fault. This for before you guys start slamming Slot. This is a Joe Kelly, hundred percent. It was a lot. I don't of even blame Slot because even in the eighties, when she first was introduced, she's all over the place. I mean, David Michelinie yeah. brought her as like a, basically, you know, a superhero again, and then then she's back to being a kind of a bad character. It's like you know, Heroes for Hire in the two thousands. I mean, she's kind of just done this a lot. And they the, actually and did. Look, they actually did something with that Heroes for Hire because you know, uh, was it Bugman or? What am I thinking of? You, you yeah, know what I'm thinking of? Yeah, um, yeah, well, yeah. They actually followed Humbug, up on yeah. that because Zeb Wells did an Ant-Man series recently, and he followed up on that plot line in Ant-Man. Wow. I read the. I actually like that Zeb Wells series, to be honest. I, I, have, so, I haven't finished it, so but I liked it. My my problem was like the amount, like the the, and we'll get into the. We're going to get into one more day stuff. I, I know there's a question already on there. We're going to probably have to talk about it. Uh, and we did talk about it last episode, but. With Black Cat, I felt like the Roberto Aguirre Sacasa one shot that they did in Sensational was the mm-hmm. last great Black Cat characterization. She's the ex girlfriend, but she does care for Peter, but it be- it's becoming more and more that love is becoming more and more platonic. And you could see her getting to that road of acceptance. Um, I liked, I did at first kind of like the Mark Millar, you know, frenemy type thing with, with, um, with MJ and, and Felicia, 
But I think back to the clone saga myself, and I think of there got to a point where Mary Jane had nowhere else to go. Who does she turn to? She turns to she turns to Felicia because that's you know one of the only people that understands what it means to be the significant other of Spider-Man. So I always felt like that that could have there there was stuff you could have mined out of that. You could have created that friend that that relationship and made that closer, and kind of taken the taken the. You know, like you say, there was times where Felicia was just, you know, especially the Michelini run where she was just basically the jealous ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then she dates Flash. They start getting real close. And then she realized I like that, that, by the way, I like when they, they were dating. Oh, I'm if you give me Betty versus versus Felicia in terms of dating Flash Thompson, I will take Word. I will take Felicia 10 out of 10 times. Absolutely. And I don't. And it's not just because we have the meme of Bertoni hates Betty and all that fun stuff, <laughs> which is a meme, and it's a bit that went way out of control. <laughs> um, <laughs> and even Josh has admitted to it. He's like, "Man, I took that like to an 11. It, 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 we we talk about like going back and listening to some of those old episodes, CSC and ASM classics, and we're like, "He kind of cringy." Um, Miley Cyrus hashtag. Uh, <laughs> But the, at the end of the day, like I feel like Felicia is one of those characters that can carry her own series, but it has to be done with the right writer. I didn't know if McKay was going to be that guy, but I felt like by the end of year one of that series, I was like, okay, he's got a grasp on the character and what makes her tick. The annual where they, they did the fake wedding was hilarious. Also, really good. Also, got better about the art as time went on because they started off with travel format. And like when the book was announced and they had a travel format announced, I was like, there is no way this is lasting. (laughs) And then they switched like to Dean Browning, I think, on issue six with the Batrock issue. Yeah. And and issue six is where it really picked up, but the annuals where like people got on board with it. Yeah. And you get us, and you get CF Villa, I think, is the artist after that. And he's the one doing the King and Black tie ins, but like, if you skip those first five issues and you and you get to issue six, that's where you should. That's honestly like where you should start. Agreed. Um, you know, you got to kind of get through that that first few issues to get to the to the to the meat of it. Also, it's a lot of fun to see Felicia not just be stuck in Peter's satellite. She's she's not. She she explores like the Fantastic Four, the Sanctum Sanctorum, Iron Man. It's fun to see her in like these weird, not necessarily weird, but like alien to her environments. Yes. I also want to acknowledge Kelly said something says Nightwing's ponytail was barely a ponytail was basically a rat tail, which, you know, that's actually a very valid point. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's true. That's true. Um, Adam, Adam, what do you think about Felicia and all that? I was about to jump to Adam. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, Well, I'm not really reading black cat. I've, I've, uh, I've looked at a little bit of it. It's, it's all right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of agree with Paul. Like, she has had some wonky characterization throughout the years. Yes. But, um, you know, I guess uh, the the series is okay from what, I, from, li- from what little of it that I've read. So, uh, you know, when it, when it ends, it ends. But I guess it's, if people are liking it, I'm I'm fine with that. I would encourage you to go get on Marvel Unlimited and check out that first year and see you know and, and go from there because it's I think that for a whole first year is there. 
I see. I think this is what I'll say about it. That I, I'm, I'm, I, I will say I'm intrigued to check it out. Not just because you guys are saying things, good things about it, but on top of that, the fact that it stayed, it hasn't been canceled yet, is a big yeah. deal. To be quite honest, and the yeah. fact that it, it has found its audience is does say something. The only thing for me is is that I don't see Felicia as what the writer at least initially put it into. I don't. I, I know it's kind of more humor based, but like when you have Wolverine guest star, I was like, nah, I'm out. Like that. That's all in the first like three or four issues, and I was like, mm, I'm out, dude. Wait, wait, he, wait, was he? No, he wasn't in there until issue nine. Was he? He was. He was somewhere where I thought I was. Like, yeah. Well, but okay. But let's be real. That's that's. I I, I kind of discount that as the marketing department saying, "Hey, we need Wolverine." And also, they made him the butt monkey of the entire well, escapade. And it's funny because I just I, I just picked up today. Um, I was at Ollie's and I picked up the Ms. Marvel, the first Ms. Marvel trade, the Camilla Khan, because I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have to watch this Disney Plus series because everything's gonna tie together. So I I, I need to get like more familiarized with the character and not dog on a character that I don't know enough about, right? Off of Wikipedia, uh, the, the, read the character yeah. instead of just going off a of Wikipedia article. Right, right. You know, I need to read the book itself. Everybody, it's been universally, pre like, most everybody that I've talked to that's read the book has loved it, thinks it's great. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give it the shot that it deserves and be objective about it. And and I've read, like, the first three issues, and I really enjoy it. It's a very different story storyline. You know, having a you know, a, a person who is Muslim writing the book and having the character be Muslim, I thought was, was very important. So I'm, it's authentic. I'm it's authentic. It's authentic. It gives an, an air of authenticity. It's not some Protestant Christian trying to write a Muslim book, like a character right. that's Muslim. That's, that's just yeah. it, it can, not yeah. saying it can't be done, but I'm saying that it definitely um, helps that there's that, that, this character is writing a version of themselves. She, she, she understands, like G. Will Wilson is, I believe, white but adopted the Muslim faith. But it's important to note that, like, she understands like the responsibilities that go into that type of religion. Like, if yeah. Zach was to, if Zach was to write like a, a Christian book, he would he would understand the the intricacies of that religion and the struggles that go along with it. Right. You know, for me, it wouldn't like I, I wouldn't write Daredevil because I'm not a Catholic, right? I'm definitely a wasp, <laughs> painfully wasp. Um, but they exist. They exist. Yeah, <laughs> white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. That's that's me. Um, I am painfully white. But at the end of the day, um, I, I I enjoy the book. So like I I've tried to be much more open-minded, and I feel like the, Nick Spencer kind of got me to that point with superior foes because again i wasn't that first issue i'm like what the hell is that i didn't understand it didn't dawn on me i was too effing dense to realize that it was a comedy book so which gets us back to what we were talking about a minute ago and some speculation um <laughs> I, I i really think we're getting into i would consider this phase three of the spencer run yeah, like we've 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 had our big serious mega crossover, or not crossover, but like our our big summer blockbuster storyline that was supposed to be earlier in the year, but because right. of COVID external, yeah. external factors, it got put it got delayed. Um, so yeah, I can see at least two or three of these plot points that I've written down in the chart to be yeah. taken off the board in one fell swoop. 
Did you did you uh, scan that and put that on the Discord? I didn't. I'll just take a picture of it on my phone real quick or my tablet real quick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a scanner in my apartment. Dude, you use your phone. I know. That's what I'm doing right now. You're gonna use the notes app. I can do that. Yes. Oh wow. (laughs) Just. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. In the notes app. On iPhones, you can hit. There's a when you hit the arrow, it'll say scan documents, and you. It'll, I'm using I'm using my tablet, so I'm not. You sure can do it. it if you if it's running iOS 12. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I can take. I, yeah, there we go. Okay, scan documents. Okay. Yeah. No, it's this it's is, it's one. It's, they used to have like third party apps for it, and I use I I paid. I remember I paid for one because I was when I was doing insurance stuff. It was just easy for me to scan documents and email them and use my phone to do it. And then they added that as a native feature to iOS. And I was like, dude, this is so much better. So it makes it automatically into a PDF to where you can sit there and mark on it and sign it and stuff. Oh, I, yeah, there we go. Okay. So um, if you have not joined our Discord, uh, the link is actually on our YouTube page. If you're watching us on YouTube, which I think everybody right now that's watching is on YouTube. Yeah. Everybody on YouTube, if you, I've got the link. It's on the page. If you can't find it, um, shoot me a shoot, shoot a comment, and I'll post it in the comments. So Vickman says, I just pulled out Detective Comics six ninety seven, ninety eight, and ninety nine by Dixon and Nolan. Nightwing definitely has a ponytail on those issues. Yes, yes, he does. Uh, he, in his in his solo book, which I picked up, I that was the first non Spider Man comic I ever bought was Nightwing. And I picked it up at Walmart back when they used to have a little, like a little rack of comics on the end cap of action figure aisle. I'm like Michael Bailey level of just like remembering random BS. There we go. I've I've posted it. So anyone who's in the discord, you now have a visual aid to go along with our discussion. There you go. So, um, and I may pull up, well, I'm not going to pull up discord right now. I still got to get my Ram for my, my desktop. Because like, I, I tried pu- I tried having the, the screen shared, and it re- this like, Streamyard is really not liking me sharing my screen right now. <laughs> How so, much RAM do you have? Eight gigs. Yeah. And, Ooh, yeah, yeah. You're gonna you, you need to upgrade like right now. Yeah. So I I can max out at thirty two. So that's what I'm gonna try to do. So but yeah. Um. Because like I can't have I, I can't have anything else open like when I'm doing Photoshop and Illustrator. Oh yeah. Because I'm working on. I, I will say this. We'll talk a little bit about the future of the site too. Um, the cover to ASM Classics is going to change when we start season two. Um, everything has been put into season one. So if you're following on like Apple Podcasts on ASM Classics, everything is in season one. Um, for some reason, when I did that though on like Podcast Addict, it made everything double up on certain episodes for some reason. Sorry, don't know why. <laughs> so, but yeah, not, on this. Oh, sorry. It's not that way anywhere else. It's not that way on Spotify. It's not that way on Google. Probably a software reason, problem. Uh, yeah, it may be a just a. Podcast Addict was really great about four years ago, and I have not used it since I went back to iPhone. So, I can't really. I don't have an Android to to tell you how it, how good it is, but that was what I was using exclusively. But um, um for but chart time, okay. So actually, time, you, you mind if, you mind if I screen share? Because if you give me permission, I think I can. Yeah, you can do that. 
Okay, hang on. So we can see it better. Uh, share screen. While you're doing that, Paul, you got any thoughts about the next few months of ASM? Um, next few months. Yeah. I don't really know, to be honest. I think that there's going to be a lot of, um, I don't know. I, I think there, there it's, there's going to be some kind of conclusion and, but the fact that Spencer has been orchestrating this whole thing has been, has been really interesting. He's essentially the new slot. I mean, there, everything is kind of running through him through for Spider-Man and there's no signs of, that letting go. I mean, obviously we have the nonstop or whatever Spider-Man series that's being released by yeah. Joe Kelly and Pacheco, or whatever his name is. Um, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I feel bad for him because apparently like he did the reason he's getting pushed back is because he's been dealing with like his, what I think his family got COVID and some, I, I don't want to ver I can't verify, but I think, his, I think one of his parents died. Oh, and so oh, he's been and so he's been dealing with that so it's mm -hmm. like i i feel kind of bad for clowning on him so i listen um, his early stuff is great i just bought hey case in point let me show you a little show and tell <laughs> is this old uncanny x-men hell no is it death <laughs> no it's freaking avengers forever baby this is the best oh. work he's ever done oh oh so, like this is this right here is one of my favorite all-time uh, Avenger stories. This is a fantastic story. So if you're looking for, if so, if you're like, I like the movies, but uh, the comics are too weird. Stay away from this book because this book is freaking out of control. <laughs> this book is the that book's the apology for the crossing, and the less you know about the crossing, the, the better. Own the crossing. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> that sounds so, like that's a that's a you problem, Paul. So. No, no, it's not a me problem. It's a baller problem. It means I'm a baller and you're not. No, just kidding. Oh, disturbed. In all seriousness, this even if you don't, even if the comics intimidate you. This is a great example of why comic books are awesome, or at least with the Marvel cinematic or Marvel comic books 616 universe, because this is literally just Easter egg after Easter egg after Easter egg, but it just shows you how in depth everything is. And it's, it, it is a great orchestrated book. I mean, Roger Stern, Kurt Busiek, and honestly, uh, Pacheco, Pacheco, whatever his name is, Pachalo, whatever, either way. Um, <laughs> Oh, it's Pacheco, so it's not even him. I always thought it was Pacheco. Oh, yeah. Take it back. Carlo, yeah, Carlos Pacheco is, is – uh, I was like, I don't think Pacheco did I always that think – I get those two confused all the time. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway. so, Pete, Paul, he's the one that did the shed arc in Slots Run. No, I know which one. I, know, I know Pacheco. I know which one Pacheco is, but I always get I always get these two confused. But, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah because anyway. the other names are very similar. Well, yeah, thank you. No, yeah. Sort of. But either, <laughs> sort but, of. Do you stop it? Um, <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> no, but either way, I just want to share this. This is a great story. And if you're like intimidated to get into comics, just jump into this because this is nuts, but it's so <laughs> entertaining. And honestly, like I almost feel like, you know, if you're looking to get into comic books or I'm not sure if you listen, if you listen to this or watching this, if you, if it matters to you. But one of the things when I was a kid, you know, when I read stuff, I didn't know what, what I was reading half the time anyway. And yeah, it, yeah. It, it was it was awesome because I get the little footnote saying, "Well, read this." And and to be honest, I would learn things by osmosis because I would just be reading things about whatever. I'd be, oh, I just I started putting pieces together by all the things I read. So that is osmosis also Jones. Yeah, I mean that is a that's honestly another way to learn. And instead of reading a Wikipedia page or whatever, mm -hmm. like a way to do that because, like again, you read this, you kind of get an idea. Like oh. 
this is what that means or whatever. And then you, when you read another, another story, it kind of ties it in together. You went, okay, and now I understand that. That's how I know half the stuff about the Marvel Universe is when I was a kid because I'd read random issues and I'd be like, what is this again? And then I go, oh, that one thing happened there. And that, okay, it all lines up. So yeah, I, I think you should dive into this book. This is this is a great book. Read this book. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, um, this is one of my all-time favorite stories. That's why um, Bingman got it for me. And uh, I would say Lost Years, it, everybody that hates on the Clone Saga should read this. And you might change your mind. I anyway, love James I, I don't think oh, it's, I don't it. that good. Such a great guy. I I, I was I talking. Uh, dude, my day got made the other day because he liked one of my one of my tweets. So, uh, best part about Kelly says best part about comic books is when the author notes send you down a little rabbit hole. That's how they get you. There that, you go. Kelly <laughs> gets it. Kelly, you Kelly get unders. It. Kelly, you are you're our type of viewer, man. That's. <laughs> Like I like that, you know, that's, that's actually how I got into Hickman's Avengers was because um, when I was reading Spider Verse, it, it shows like uh, the incur like Spider Britain's homeworld got destroyed during the incursions, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I want to know what happened there, and I went down a rabbit hole of reading Hickman Avengers. That's the beauty of, of me of the of the Marvel and even DC. I mean, all these comic books that have these deep continuities that are just crazy. Yeah, they they are intimidating, but I think it's not as intimidating once you actually sit down and read it for a little bit and go, okay, it's not that bad. It just looks bad because you think everyone else knows more than you. Well, here's the right. news. Everyone will always, always out there know more than uh -oh. you. That's just oh, reality. Is Paul bugging for anyone? Yeah, Paul's bugging out. You there, I'm Paul? Bugging out. Wow. Now you're good. There you now, you're good. Well, I, I just wanted to say, for people who are nervous to, to go down rabbit holes or, or to be talk about the stuff in public or whatever, here's the thing. There will always be someone who know more than you in whatever you're doing so whether it be in marvel comics or whatever stuff you're really into there's always going to be that one person who's going to know a little bit more or whatever so don't worry about it who cares just love what you love and just go into it man so yeah and, and now comments. the resources that are available to people that weren't available to us back in the day like me and me and paul we're the old guys because i mean adam and, and neil are several, like neil's Baby. much younger than me y'all Yo, I'm, a, I'm, a tech, I'm a tech lad. Yeah, like I mean, I think I'm like two or three years younger than you, Zach. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were like like 24, man. Like, oh, dude, I'm I, I'm uh, my birthday was a month ago today. I'm 30 now. <laughs> ah, you're dirty 30. That's right. Okay. So know. like the like Adam, me, and Paul are are from that era of when comics weren't freaking cool, man. Like, no. yeah, we didn't People have aren't cool, really. To be honest. But like, like going you to had, a you, had a, you, you killed, you killed it. Comics killed themselves in that era. Well, much, like, yeah. I mean, look, the 19, look, and a future episode of, of Spidey experience is going to be, I'm doing a series where I'm going to be doing the deep dive of the Sony Marvel relationship and the Spider-Man movie rights. That's one of the upcoming series of the show. Like when we're doing, I'm going to do those as pre-recorded episodes for weeks that we either off like I'm either going to be out of town or I'm so that's going to be coming this summer. Also but, oh, real quick, a reminder, if you have a question, put it in the chat and we'll make our, we'll do our best. Yeah. yeah. By the way, yeah. I'm going to, uh, we want your questions. Ask us anything. Yes, please ask us anything. So, uh, though. I have yeah. a question. <laughs> well, I mean, 
if you have okay if you've got like something that's comic related like yeah keep it comic related i mean don't ask me about my wedding plans because that's just gonna make me pull the rest of my hair out and you don't want to know you want to yeah <laughs> i remember um, when you i remember when you posted that first video or that first photo of you like after you shaved your head and everyone was like whoa what's going on <laughs> i just gotta say to you about you know, back when we were kids, Zach, or you know, when I was younger and I was collecting comic books, if I had Marvel Unlimited now or then now or whatever, yeah, I would lose my. I would I would be like over the moon, you oh know. My God. I, it, it, I I would because here, here's the thing. I even to this day, I don't collect comic books because of key issues. I I never was that person. I I remember when I was buying comics, I was I'd see these people be like, "Oh, don't you bag them, board them?" I'm like, "No, I read them." You know, I want to have them out available, right? So, like that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. So, it's it's one of those things where I never was a speculator. I always was. I always wanted to read the story. So, if I had a digital uh, way of reading the stuff nonstop, because I always wanted to read these comic books, but I never had access to them because either I was, you know, they were way too expensive because they're, you know, one issue or they're, you know, eight dollars an issue, or I was too expensive. It was too expensive to get a trade. So. It's right now is it's beautiful to have a resource. The problem is it's not marketed right now. That's the problem. There's nothing marketable. There, there's nothing marketable. Well, these, these series. It, these, it feels like a passion series. project that somebody started taking on, and it's like, guys, this is an incredible gateway to yeah. the Marvel universe. They, they just now started like advertising on Snapchat. Like I'm actually getting ads on Snapchat for Marvel Unlimited, and I suspect it's because of. The shared date, like you know, they date them yeah. on a different website yeah. and yeah. sell it off to Snapchat. Yeah, but here's but really really quick, Zach. Here's the Ooh. problem with 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 what's going on right now. And I I think Marvel has to take Disney especially mainly is there are you they they have these beautiful opportunities to promote comic books and these stories and they are totally wasting it. The fact that the Avengers and Batman and Wonder Woman are as big as they are right now and they aren't going out there trying to promote this this medium here that is that has all these ripe stories for them to like sell to people they're not doing that and having these online services why don't you promote on youtube for god's sakes like that is right yeah. for the picking i don't I, understand I, 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 think, I think part of like this carries over from like the Perlmutter days um because yeah. Perlmutter, Perlmutter was an infamous cheapskate and Absolutely. like, yeah, I, like I, I think yeah. it, I think at the I think at the Iron Man premiere he didn't he just put out like stale soda and chips because he didn't yeah. want to put out for good food. Oh, oh, this yeah. is this is the guy that after they made a did not care about the Marvel Cinematic Universe until Avengers makes a billion dollars and he's suddenly he's then you know sticking his finger in the pies and literally stresses everybody out to the point where he like where Bob he demands. I, yeah, Bob freaking Iger has to step in because Feige goes, look, if I have to deal with this guy anymore, I'm done. Well, because he didn't want to pay Robert, because I remember this was this is the reason why they separated is because they were doing a Civil War pre-production and Perlmutter didn't want to pay Robert Downey Jr.'s salary because yeah. back when the first Iron Man movie was made, Robert Downey Jr. was promised like a cut of like the domestic, I, there, there's some like... He got a percentage. He, yeah. yeah, he got a percentage yeah, of like points. Of, the, of the total gross, and he didn't want it to pay that. So he said, "You're not, you're not going to be in Civil War." And then, because Iron Man is so pivotal to Civil War, you know, it kind of has to be there. So he, he's he, like, "Okay, please give me, give me, give me Marvel Studios, please." Well, he pulled. Well, what what uh, Downey did is he pulled a Jack Nicholson. 
like Jack didn't get paid a ton of money for Batman 89, but he did negotiate a percentage of the box office gross. And when it went bonkers, game busters, he made more money than he would have ever made with just his negotiated salary. And so that's ultimately like Downey's salary was super low, but he did get on the back end, a truckload of cash, a truckload of cash. But you know, and here's the thing. and go to your comic shops if they've got back issues. This is a great example right here. Spider-Girl. Um, and I'm reading this because I'm doing my notes for Friday's show. And the great thing, like, I love the trade. I love the trades. I love, you know, the uh, the ease of having the trades and being able to just pick it up or the digests in the case of Spider-Girl. They look good on shelves, to too. They look great. Yeah. yeah. They do. They look great. But I will tell you, you lose something not reading the floppies like the ads like there's a there there was this whole and i'm gonna get into this big old rant when i get to uh, make my mayday but do you guys remember feel the or uh paul do you remember the feel the rush insert on like every comic during the 98 it was like a drug psa I I was out by then because I was I got out right after the Clone Saga ended. So basically, or I was kind of on peripheral peripherally right there, and I bought I think the last part of uh when when uh he took over as Spider Man again, Peter did, and yeah. then Green Goblin and Hobgoblin finally, or Norman finally took on the Hobgoblin, that stuff. I I was just right there, and then I I dropped out again. So I I just missed that part. I think so. This is January cover date January 2000. So in two, the year 2000, they did this drug PSA that ran every other month that they stuck this like four part story called uh, Fast Lane, and it was a drug PSA that they did with like um, I can't remember who they did. It. I, I'll go into like the full details on Friday, but it was like this and just randomly you're sitting there reading this book and you're like what the hell is this this the dart works different this like it takes a hard left turn if you're reading a spider-man comic suddenly the spider-man's like in this other you know whole other story where there's pot and like <laughs> to be fair i would read that story that sounds actually kind of awesome <laughs> it, it no it's very ham-fisted and, it's, and very it's a, over the top but but as, like as, as as is most like post uh re- post like war on drugs PSAs. Yeah, no. So again, and then you know, for me, and they're not in every book. Like I know on I know in Immortal Hulk, they have the letters pages, but the letters pages from back in the day. Like you 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 miss those, you you miss out on those things. And like if you're reading early Fantastic Four, there's a guy named uh George R. R. Martin that wrote in a few letters in the early Fantastic Four issues. Well, Kurt Busick did too. Yeah, Kurt Busiek did too. Um, did, didn't Braveheart write in once? I think Braveheart oh, yeah. did too. Um, Frank Miller did. I think Ben. I think Ben. I almost said Venus. Bendis did. Um, I could be wrong on that one. I know Braveheart did. All right. So Vinkman does have a question. He said, "I recently found a nice copy of the original first edition trade paperback of the Infinity Gauntlet for a reasonable price. What are your some of your favorite trade paperbacks? Oh, oh man. So, so my, my this is a weird one, but my but my favorite trade experience has been the image has been getting image trades because behind the scenes the creators have like so much more creative control, mm-hmm. and so they get to pick like the paper the paperweight and the cover and the cover binding, 
and it, and it just feels great to have like all these different experiences. Like, you know, I, I, lo- I love you, Marvel, but your trade, but your trade experience, your paper, your trade paper is really thin and you're, and they're really thin spined. They could fall apart if I touched them wrong. Um, they're you see, you great, though. You want to see how, how my original Cosmic Adventures trade looks? Oh, I mean, no. this is bad. Like, and then the front that's, got oh, eaten. That's like from like 20 years ago. I know, but like yeah. it, this was this was in just as good of shape as the one that Vinkman got me at one time. But my fa- my favorite my favorite uh, trade experience was uh, finding my copy of Down Among the Dead Men, the first mm. Millar uh, Dodson Marvel Knights oh, trade. Su- yeah. Such a no, good. It, it was. I, and the thing is, I found it by accident. So this was this is my you first better. year. This, this was my first year in college, and I'd been looking for this series forever. And so I walked in. I didn't. I wasn't even looking for it. I just happened to stumble upon it in the trade section. It was it was shoved in between uh, the first hardcover of Spider Gwen, and um, is it hard to find or something? Oh, well, it's out of print, so well, most yeah. of it's out of print. But I mean, well, like, not what's even the cover like, the, look like Neil. It's it. I, I think it's the cover to issue one. It, yeah, it's the um, one with Spider Man yeah. and Black Cat with all the rogues in the background. Yeah, yeah, that's, that was that was the they did a uh, uh, a gatefold cover. Where it was on both sides, and that was the Spider-Man. That was the Marvel Knights. Marvel Knights Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. yeah the, okay. the, the the Malar Marvel Knights run. I've never yeah. read that before. Uh, so I, my yeah, favorite Venkman, trades. Venkman, real quick. Venkman asked me a question. He asked, "What am I? What Marvel trades? The six issue trades, like the ones that release with the ongoings. The epic collections are actually really good. And if and if you're looking yeah. for like ones that aren't like numbered, and you're just looking for like specific storylines, get the epic collections. Yeah." Just, as a, yeah, as, a, as, a general, oh. as a general rule of thumb. Actually, I like that those are numbered, but they're on the back. <laughs> yes. On yes. The spine. yes. It's, like on the sp- it's like on the spine, you're not missing numbers if you're... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I just wish they would be like a little bit better about like their... Re- the way like the ASM epic collections are, instead of making just epic collections for everything, like what they did with the Clone Saga, for example. So they had the original uh-huh. Clone Saga trade which yeah. collected all of the um, all of this trade, okay? Every bit that was in this trade was collected in the in the uh, original Clone Saga epic, but they also included all the stuff from the 70s because this only does or the, the 80s. So it co- it covers like the Carrion stuff uh, as well as um, the, the the infamous spectacular annual that retconned everything, made Joyce Delaney a thing, brought in the high evolutionary. <laughs> I can so, hear. I went to the eighties. Yeah. I went to a different window and I, and I even, I, I didn't even see Zach and I could hear him like slouching into his chair. <laughs> God, like, listen, if they bring in the high evolutionary, the MCU, I'm going to have a hard time. Cause like, I, that's like the one character that I just, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like I, that's such a bad story. Anyway, I love the artwork because it was very, very. It was I think Bagley's first Spider-Man work. So like I can't be upset with it because I love Bagley that much. But it's like, oh, like this is a bad story. And Jerry Conway is a great writer, but it was like he was trying to figure out a way to explain explain away the clone stuff. I'm like, dude, it's comics. This is it's sci-fi. Like just just embrace it. But I love the epic collections of the Clone Saga. Uh, the only thing I hate is that, for whatever reason, Volume Three is got a completely different coloring to Volume Three. 
So all the uh, Clone Saga trades have a purple spine, except for Volume 3, it's blue. And then you get to the Ben Riley trades, which are smaller trades, but there's six of them, and they're all consistent, and they're black and on the spine. So it looks really nice, and the aesthetic, it's very pleasing. Right there. Uh, yeah, yeah, right you there. Can, you, can, you can see it. You can, you can see it. it. Yeah. Yeah, like so it sticks out like a store phone. You can see it right there. For, the, for our, audio <laughs> listen, our audio listeners. Oh, like, no. You, you, like, Paul has got it on the shelf behind him. Yes. And you can clearly see all the trades, and they're all beautifully, neatly stacked together. Not not only that, though. I've got the clone, the original Clone Saga trade right here. And yeah. I, I bought these. I had to buy them I, I, just before I went fully digital, and I was like, I have to get these. I had a bunch of single issues, but yeah, I had to get this uh, this series, and uh, I'm I'm really thankful because I got them because now like they go for a pretty penny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, my buddy Kevin Cushing, who I used to podcast with back on Crawl Space, uh, it, it took him forever to get Volume Five of the Ben Riley traits for some reason. And he finally, te- I remember the day he finally ordered it and got it. And te- he texted me, he goes, I finally got them all. <laughs> oh, well, uh, re- re- real quick for, for any publishers who are listening, I don't, who, who knows who's listening right now, but if you're a publisher and you're listening, take IDW's trades as the, as the pinnacle of what you can print out there because like, okay. So I, m- I mentioned like the six issue Marvel trades earlier. Yeah. Um, and, and for reference, I own on my shelf a copy of the reprint of the first trade for Transformers more than meets the eye that has four issues and it's about double the size of the Marvel trade. The, the paper is insanely thick. Like it, it, it doesn't feel like it's going to like crumple if I get it too close to water. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, no. So Vinkman says, I love the Epic collections. I have all the Spider-Man ones to date. Kelly Cantu has a question. She says, in my experience, people's first comic with a big character tends to be just the most random issue you can think of. Jumping yes. off of that, what is your first Spidey issues? I, I can tell you exactly what mine is. Spectacular, Spectacular Spider-Man 223 written by Tom DeFalco, art by Sal Buscema. Unfortunately, it was also inked by Bill Sienkiewicz. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love Bill Sienkiewicz outside of inking. Love Sal Buscema. Don't love them together. That's like a peanut butter and crap sandwich, unfortunately. <laughs> um, um, for, but, for me, oh, sorry. Uh, but no, that was my very, I got it at a Homeland supermarket off a of spinner rack. My, fir- oh, my first issue was um, ASM 505. The It was Straczynski and I believe Ramita Jr. Yep. With, Jans- with Jansen on inks. And I'm trying to remember who was on colors. No, it was Scott Hanna. Oh yeah, because Scott Hanna did the JMS song. Why am I thinking of Why am I thinking of Why am I thinking of Jansen? Jansen did um, Lost Years. He did. Um, uh, he, 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 did. Does all, he does all. He does all JRJR's modern stuff. So that yeah, and I don't know. That. I I don't know if it's JR's pencils or if it's Jansen's inks, but for some reason they used to be like really really good. The, the dream team, and then like they were. Uh, last year they did lost years together they also did man without fear together and it was gorgeous i don't know if it's just that i think they're just i think i don't want to say they're getting old but i think that <laughs> well i mean ramita ramita senior is 90 it means like i think ramita junior is in his 60s it's not like they're they're mm-hmm. spring chickens and i'm and i'm not meaning that in a derogatory way it's just that they are they are not 
you know, the the fact that honestly that he's still going is fairly impressive. Well, you know, I mean, JRGR or what are you talking John about? John Romita well, Jr. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, sixties is not like dude. Sixties is not like you're ninety yeah. years old, man. Well, I'm, I'm just yeah. saying that's like that's like near retirement age. That was what I'm saying. I mean, bag. Yeah, but you can't really retire if you're a comic book artist. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. not only that, but like Sal Buscema drew forever. I mean, dude, Sal Buscema like, well, Bus- Bus- is still inking Ron Friends' work today. Sim- Simmonson, yeah, I think he's like nine Sim- years old too. Yeah. yeah. Simmonson, I think, is doing an X Men book next month. I think. Si- yeah, Walt Simonson. Yeah. Yeah, well, Simon's a uh, freaking icon. So I mean, he, he, mm-hmm. he well, him, him, and his wife. I mean, well, they're, yeah. they're, they're, I mean, the entire book's point is like do is like an ending old abandoned X Men stories. So it makes sense that they would bring him back. But yeah, uh, I'm bringing up the. I'm trying to find the issue right now. I, I never. I'm so bad with numbers and all that crap. But my first experiment <laughs> issue. Um, one second here. I'm gonna find it. I, I have I actually have it somewhere. In my collection, I, I I just go pull it out, but uh, I cannot do that. One second here. Um, yeah, if my if my office was more organized right now, I would be able because like I'm gonna buy some of those like um, cube shelves, and I'm gonna put my long boxes in there. So yeah, no. So Kelly's right. My first my first comic was right smack dab middle in the clone saga. Aunt May was dead, like. That's why I don't like Aunt May. I think is because my first comic had her like dead. Oof. Yeah. One of my one of my first ones was Amazing Spider-Man four twenty three. I think it's with uh, ah. Electro on the cover. Yeah, four twenty three was uh, Joe Bennett. Yeah. Tom DeFalco. Tom DeFalco. Because it was like, supposed to be Steve Scarose, but Steve Scarose right. couldn't keep a deadline to save his life, and so that for some reason. Yeah, Joe for, Bennett. for some reason, I got. At some point, I got that, the next one, and the negative one issue. I must have had like a, maybe I had like a three-month subscription or something. I don't know. But I got those, and then like a little bit later, like I guess maybe a couple years later, um, I uh, I had a you know, subscription to Peter Parker, and I got, I think the first issue for that that I got was the Identity Crisis thing with this. Uh, yes. So I've been working on a spreadsheet for, um, great. I don't have my phone. I can't even sign up. That's just lovely. Uh, I got my first, uh, that, um, I, I've been doing a spreadsheet to start working on, on my, on my pre-production for forgotten era. Cause I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to do month to month to month, or I'm going to do story arc to story arc. So if I'm going to do that, then it's going to be a little different. Um, plus I'm waiting to hear back from certain people. So, and I, and I, Matt bird, I know you're in the comments. I, I did get your email. I will respond to you or Matt Onger. I think it was Matt Onger, not Matt bird. Um, I will respond to you. So I know you're going to watch the, the playback of this later. So, um, yeah, that's, so it's been kind of crazy. And it, I think that's what happened. You, you had a whole month where they just were like, all right, we're doing the negative. We're doing the flashback month. Yeah. So it just halted production on everything. <laughs> so every like S- S- spectacular was in the middle of a storyline. Um, I think uh, ASM was in the middle of the electro storyline. Like everybody was like in the middle of crap. And then they had to go write this one shot essentially, and then come back to it. 
Like even to the point, it got to the point where I know on this on the spectacular uh, issue, they actually took the the first the first page from the the next issue, and then had Stan Lee like pop out and be like, huh, "Don't touch that dial. Here's the right. flashback <laughs> month." And you're like, yeah. "What?" So yeah. All right, uh, I have I have all right, I have it. So it took me a second. Found it on the. It. Okay, so I'm gonna blow you up there, uh, there, P. Thugger. Okay. So this is my right here, right Ooh. there. It's my first issue. Of I have the original comic here as well. This is the one that I remember the most um, off the bat, off the top of my head, that I remember vividly seeing as, as a young kid. I had the original Secret Wars action figure for uh, Black Spider-Man and regular Spider-Man. I had a, a crap load of the figures. But this one was uh, the one that I remember the most um, vividly, and I still have. It's falling apart. And Black Cat's in this. And, in fact, there was a part where um, her and Spider-Man team up against Sabretooth. And I always thought Sabretooth was a Spider-Man villain because of this issue. Right. And there, there's a it's written by Peter David. There's a great part in it um, where Spider-Man is um, – it, it's it's great. It's it, this is a great example of why I love Spider-Man, but and I love comic books because right here, you see, uh, Peter is just you know like right yeah the pacing yeah yeah he's just pacing and it's just above everything. It's great. So um, yeah, I I love this book and I and it's funny that Black Spider-Man is is that fireman costume is so ingrained in me. It's, it's, you know, I grew up as like, that was this costume. In fact, so when I was collecting Spider-Man, the black costume and the red costume were basically, I thought, I thought he just rotated. That's what he was doing. But I mean, that's why yeah. I always thought he did it was like, Oh, right. This red you costume. had two con Yeah. Yeah. He said it was natural. Like whatever. He just right? has two. He just always yeah. had two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I thought that for a long time. The other issue was the web, web of Spider-Man issue with Wolverine in it. Um, that, I forgot if it took place. It, it wasn't before. Um, it, obviously, it must have take, taken place after uh, Ned Leeds died. I think but, that's. Um, yeah, I think that might be. It's the, thirty something, thirty three. Yeah, I think that that's in. I think the epic collection because I think that that explained like how uh, Ned was hobgoblin or something. Yeah, something weird like that. So yeah, that was those two issues were my Spider-Man specific. I think as far as my first overall comic books. Secret Wars, um, a, a bunch of random Secret Wars issues were my or what I uh, collected, and it goes to show you that a lot of people love to talk crap about Secret Wars, but you know what? It spawned a lot of comic book fans, including me. So, you know, don't if people want to hate on events and things like that or aimed at young readers or new readers or whatever. Yeah, not all of them are great, but they do a lot of work in bringing people in and keeping people interested, and so. It's a balance, but yeah, I think Secret Wars is. I love Secret Wars straight up. I'll defend it to the day I die. Uh oh. Oh, sorry, I muted myself. Yeah. To me, I wish they would do events maybe like every other year, not every year, yeah. and make them and, and and just spread them out a little bit. But other than that, I I, I completely agree with you. I'm uh, I'm actually fine with them doing like like a bunch of like small mini events. Like what they did with um, 20, 2019 was actually a really good year for that. Like they had absolute carnage. You had uh, the annihilation scourge thing that no one cared about, but that's okay. <laughs> you had um, war of the realms and you had house and powers of X. I know you don't like, I know you don't like them, Paul, but it was, a, it was a good I year. Know, for I, like, 
hold on. I liked Power of X, um, or, or Powers of Ten and How of X. Like, I actually like those. I actually like those series. That's why I was so disappointed when it, when it was over. I'm like, wait, where the hell's Moira? Okay, because I thought I thought I, I don't remember you saying you liked those. No, I, so. that's why. That's that's the reason why I was bummed. I thought he was, you know. Also, no Pepe, know, also no Pepe the Raws on art. That's true so. too. Pepe Pepe is <laughs> rad. Um, but I'm fine with them having like these these ones that aren't like teases events like they're not like oh the marvel universe will never be the same again guys i promise whoa <laughs> I promise. Um, yeah <laughs> making them more localized i think is a much better yeah like the, like the, you know you had like a bunch of characters show up in war of the realms and that that's like the one big event of 28 of 2019 but like you know house house and powers absolute carnage annihilation scourge 2099 those were good examples of events that are like are like localized to specific characters rather than like whoa guys the marvel universe everywhere whoa tie-ins oh so that's while, nice while, while paul was talking i unpacked uh a carnage here speaking of carnage bigman says i always say my first spider-man comic was asm 362 part two of the original carnage trilogy but i vaguely recall having an issue of the assassination nation plot plot that guest starred captain america and that was like i think the next to last issue was when cap showed up that was a uh, uh, t- talk about other trades. I loved the Marvel Visionary series, mm. where they had like they had a Romita Romita Senior. They mm-hmm. did three. They did two volumes of the uh, of uh, McFarlane. They did, um, well, three. Yeah, I think they did three of those. They did three, yeah. Well, yeah. they did. They did a Visionary. Like the first one was Visionaries, and then they went to like, Legend. Oh, it was, it was yeah. It was Spider Man Legends. Legends, and then they. Change it to Marvel Visionaries. Yeah, so I got I got the two Spider Man Legends for the latter half of the McFarlane run, and then I got the Visionaries for the first one. Um, and then for DC, I have all three of the Dark of the Nightfall trades. So I love I love '90s comics in general. Me, that's why that's why me and Paul get along so well, even though he likes Stan Slot stuff. So. <laughs> I love how you. I love how you like. I, I get along with Paul so well, and then you put like forty asterisks on the end. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that that's definitely a tease for a later uh, when we get to our slot debates. I, I, and look, I don't hate slot. In fact, today, Paul, you would be proud, even though I despise the story, but I couldn't beat the price. Uh, I bought the spider the Spider Verse hardcover. Oh wow! Because uh, it was oh. seven bucks at Ollie's, and so I was like, you know, that's a pretty good deal uh, so, for a hardcover. That's like. Yeah, and I got the come. I got I the Kamala Khan for yeah. same. I got Kamala Khan for the same. So I was like, you know what? These are these. This is hardcovers. For and seven I think Spider Verse is a pretty fun story. I I still I think that's I love the Slot's best work. I love the honestly. idea, but like my problem is my problem is that like Silk and and as some as that it's funny as a fan of Silk I say that, but Silk <laughs> Silk and Spock take up too much panel time relative to Peter, who's supposed to be the main star of the event. I yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute since I've read it, but when I I remember just really enjoying this, the whole the whole story, and I I thought it was a really, it was again it was pushing Spider Man in a direction that we as Spider Man fans weren't I would say even like necessarily ready for or comfortable with necessarily either, but I and I was I'm a, I'm one of the Spider Man fans I feel like I'm a little more. I'm a little. I, I can venture out a little bit more. I think than most typical hardcore Spider-Man fans, and I think that for slot people, that's why I think I don't mind pushing the character a little bit in in different directions. Is necessarily a bad thing. Now, it's all about you know balance, things like that. And everyone's gonna. Oh, but 
I think that um, I, I think that the that the Mar that the Spider Verse specifically was a great introduction to a different way of uh, or of writing Spider Man and bring a little bit more side of the level into the more of a you know a cosmic if you will uh, storyline. So yeah, I I love Spider Verse. I think it's great. I I love the concept. I was a big fan of it in the '90s. Uh, even though John Simper thinks that he you know created Spider Verse, but it's not necessarily original concept like i'm 90 percent sure that's a dc all concept these, like all these different characters if you need to take into account like not the crisis like yeah like like i mean but anyway so uh i enjoy and i yeah like i say i i enjoy that story we will definitely get to that in the great slot debates uh that we'll be doing later this year me and paul all right, Kelly has a comment. She says, the first time I held a comic was when my brother handed me Watchmen and then immediately took it away because I was 10 and it was Watchmen. Yep. <laughs> Accurate. Well, Sounds listen, great. <laughs> I, I would not want my 10-year-old sister singing, seeing a um, phallic naked man <laughs> walking around that's blue and bald. Like, No. That's and, the, on like, and on like Mars, he's just sitting. He's just on sitting the moon, there. on the moon, you know, just sitting there on the moon or whatever he was at. Like, I tie, I tie. It's, uh, I, it's, it's weird how like how I've related so much to Doctor Manhattan in in like the in the last three years. Like I'm tired of these humans. I'm tired of their. <laughs> I need to find the page where like he's just sitting there and like he's tired of everything. Hang on. Well, you know, I mean, so anyway, uh, getting back to also, uh, give us your questions. Oh, Kelly can too. Favorite post OMD era story. Okay, so I think I think saying not Spencer called Nick Spencer, down. not yeah, Spencer. Um, okay, um, big time. I I know that's like a that's a very controversial choice. Wow, well, you! Yeah. I'm proud of you. Okay, let's see. Post post one more day era. Like a, like I and I mean like a spe like the first um like twelve I guess twelve issues of that era like ASM six forty eight to sixty. I, yeah. I can see why it's a, it's, I think that's when slot I think was trying, he did, he, he was well, really well organized at that point and had a good definitive direction where he was taking the character um, at that moment. And I agree and, with and you. It's not, and it's not necessarily like the, the like, wow, huge quality stories, but like I, I enjoyed at least some of the ideas and you know, it was, it was one of, it wasn't like my first, but it was like one of the, it was one of the paperbacks I got one of my first paperbacks. Oh, cool. Um, I think ASM six forty eight to what was the, what was the last issue of the Spider Slayers arc six fifty four? Oh, it's been yeah. a minute. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely have that. Like, I'm gonna when we get to our slot debates, I'm gonna be like big time era. So I, I will definitely break that down. Uh, my favorite. Um, I love the Flash Thompson issue, where it reveals that he had his legs blown off. Oh, that was really uh, cool. that was a really great. fabulous. Thanks. Mark, you're gonna have baby. Guggenheim, um, I I liked who was Ben Riley as a concept. Um, it, it I didn't like the whole bit with the with the Riley family randomly showing up. Like that was kind of weird to me. Um, but in the annual mainly where Peter Peter thought his cousins were hot, that's just no, um, no. <laughs> uh, but the Raptor Ben Riley stuff was good. The Kane, the Return of Kane was great. Um, so I like do, that. Do we do we count satellite books? Sure. No, I, I would say I, ASM. I would, I, I would say no. that in this in the, with this question, I would stick to ASM. Um, okay. Let's see. I, I liked I liked the Fantastic Four reveal 
when he revealed his re-revealed his identity to the Fantastic Four. Oh, the one where he spent like the couple months in the pocket dimension. Yeah, with 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 the FF, and that's when Jonah became mayor. I really liked that story. Great, and in both cases, Barry Kitson was the artist of both these stories. Oh, Kitson, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, just thinking, Torch if, Song. Yeah, Torch Song was good. That was a really good single issue. Um, anytime he wrote, anytime Slot wrote the Fantastic Four and Spider Man, it was like. Okay, I'm down. It, it's it's funny because his Fantastic Four is trash right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Like, it, 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 and, and it sucks because I, I was I was like the guy to say that like I'm I think that's when when it was revealed that Slot and Pacelli were doing a Fantastic Four, I was, I was one of the people who was like, you know, Slot's written the Fantastic Four before and he did it really well in ASM. So let's give this a shot. Those were some of his best and, ASM issues was when he yeah, wrote Fantastic Four. Yeah, and then and then like immediately I began to regret it because he started writing Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it's bad. And then part yeah, I'm with you, Neil. And I love Fantastic Four. I love they're like some of my favorite, you know, characters, and I have a huge Fantastic Four run. I know a lot about them. And I was and I being a slot fan, I was expected to really be into the series. And I gotta tell you, it was What do you think it was Iron Man? Um, I didn't read it. I had no interest in it. There, really? Because that's, that's that's the one I had more interest in than Fantastic Four. I, I I will admit that I'm not a big Fantastic Four guy. Oh, I love Fantastic Four. I I I'm a I'm not necessarily a huge fan of Iron Man, but I'm a huge fan of like the design of the design aspect of Iron Man on an aesthetic yeah. level. And it well, was Valerio, you know, it was Valerio Shidi, so well, there, there's a couple things he did a lot in Fantastic Four. The initial run that he did that I thought were he, like uh, Victorious, I thought was an interesting character. The, the Herald of Doom. Again, he has good ideas. His execution of this idea of these ideas aren't great, and for whatever reason, the art has not really. And I like I like the artist too, but the art just isn't a good fit. You need make, a real make, making Frank and Val angsty teenagers was. A horrible way of, yeah. of, of slot saying, I don't want to write kids. I'm making them teenagers. Yeah. And also making Franklin a quote unquote, not a mutant was bull crap, in my opinion. So I don't know. I, 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 I was reading fantastic four and I just kind of said, you know what? I'm out. So the, the bird, when the, I think when they introduced bird lady to the cast is when I was like, yeah, I'm out. Bye. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Cause they had, cause he introduced a brand new character and it was, that was like, um, Oh yeah, that the new that's right. The first the, uh the point of origin story. Yeah, oh god, yeah. See this there's this man, they need they, Here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. If if Bird Lady even wasn't like a different book, like an image title, I wouldn't have as big of a problem with it, but it's because it's like she's so invasive on Fantastic Four. Yeah. Well, it, Fantastic Four always had these really interesting or, or somewhat interesting side characters. Like you had, you know, Wyatt Wingfoot, who was a good supporting character. Well, but, was, but, right, but right now it feels particularly invasive because the book is already chock full of supporting characters. Exactly. No, I'm see, we're on the same page, dude, because that's the problem right now is that Fantastic Four was limited to like basically six, seven people. That was it. Now, now we, we have like have, 12. Yeah, have 12. <laughs> and. You, and especially when Hickman was starting to go crazy there for a minute when he brought in the Future Foundation, well, and, he, and he made it a different book though. That's what made it work though, is because is the is the Future Foundation was a different title. But he also, but they were interacting so much. It became, it became in my opinion, I think well, Hickman's Fantastic Four is overrated. That's straight up my opinion. Woo, I, it's not bad. No. It's overrated though, one hundred percent. All right, so. Uh, Sarah has a question. I'll get to her in a second. Bavinkman says, when I quit modern comics last year, I sold all my Spider-Man books from 1999 to present decision. He doesn't regret, but the one sl slot story he has collected in a collected edition form is the Spider-Man human torch hardcover, which I will say that was the story. If you go back, 
in my that's what, in my, that's what in my own in my own continuity of me podcasting since 2006. Back in 2006, I said that I wanted Dan Slot strictly because of that 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 four issue miniseries. So five, no five issue miniseries. Yeah. So um, I be careful what you wish for sometimes, folks. Yeah, uh, I, was gonna, I was gonna say back when uh, Slot was revealed to be on the was it the Webheads the the yes. creative team. The, or the, the rotating creative team, everyone was like, yeah, it is a good choice. And oh, then- my God. I, interview, <laughs> I interviewed the guy. Like, I had a, inter- like a full-blown interview with him, and he was great. And even he was putting up with the fact that I was at a Cowboys game. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, oh, he, he rolled with did, it. It was did, so did they, great. Did they, did they win? They did win. It was it was against the uh, the team formerly known as the Native Americans. Um, uh, uh, Washington. <laughs> yeah, it was Washington. Uh which you know always is a fun game because you have the 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 way too big contingent of Washington fans that that, go, that specifically go to those games just to troll Cowboys fans, and it's, and it's it's just you know it's just it's that rivalry. But uh, Sarah has okay. I don't know how much Paul's gonna be able to talk about this, so I'm going to give Paul a pass if he doesn't want to talk about it because he has a whole show talking about the MCU. Um, but she asked, can we talk about the new Spidey movie? What's everyone's thoughts, feelings, concerns, speculations? Eh, I don't care. Okay, just, I, I'm going to say this. I do not think, until I see a trailer, right. that that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are coming back. These are the I same. Pe- these are the same people that want mutants to be in the MCU so badly. And yeah. Like, oh. and, and like every and every time they every time a new WandaVision episode comes out, it's like, look, guys, mutants! Whoa! <laughs> well i'm exaggerating i'm exaggerating a little bit but it's the same Uh, but yeah oh twitter is a flutter i mean everybody just is now assuming that it's going to be multiversal and i'm like no they they set this entire movie up with the finale of this one of the last one which was the outing of peter's identity so spoilers um but it's been two years (laughs) but at the end of the day like they're they're going to have to deal with that aspect now whether they bring in Doctor Strange and stuff like that, I could see that happening because that's what happened in the comics. I think he's uh, confirmed for the uh, the team up person because remember yeah. they said that he was going to have like a basically a team up and you know each one. <laughs> Which uh, you know again, I'm kind of like, can we not just have a just MCU Spidey movie? Do we? Why do we have to have a you know? But because like even Mysterio was kind of a team up. We had Nick Fury teaming up, so. Again, don't drop uh, it. Don't so, 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 so I do have to. I, 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 I have. I have a question. What do you guys think of uh, Benedict uh, Cabbage Patch being in uh, Spider-Man Three? Listen, I I liked the interactions <laughs> that they had in in uh, Infinity War. Wait, did I just say Benedict Cabbage Patch? Yeah, you did. You did. I, I just ignored it. I just ignored oh, it. No. I'm just ignoring you. I'm putting you on mute. You're on timeout right now. <laughs> so, um, but Sarah says, heresy, Toby is coming. I'm speaking it into existence because Tobey Maguire is her Spider-Man. So that's why I think he'll, like, I think, I think he's, he might be in Doctor Strange too. I would thing. truthfully, and, and I'll be honest, he has, they have a much better chance of getting him into Doctor Strange than they do uh, Spider-Man 3, just because of who is directing Doctor Strange 2. Right. Uh, so, uh, but yes, Vinkman says mutants is now a trigger word for our pal Kelly McDaniel. 
Kelly, yeah. not not McDaniel, but Kelly Cantu says, I just hope they give the spotlight to Peter for once. And I, look, I think that the, that this is going to be a very much a Peter driven story. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something that I do believe that um, we kind of so- started seeing Peter becoming his own person in, in that was the one great element I feel of far from home, even though there was a lot of things wrong with that movie. I felt like towards the end, we were getting Peter, the coming of age of Peter Parker, so to speak. Um, so I feel like that this one's going to be very, that's why I don't feel like they're going to be, I mean, yes, Dr. Strange is going to be in the movie, but that's why I don't feel like it's going to be, um, it's going to be, okay, how does Peter Parker's world pick up the pieces from being outed as a teenager, not as an adult, not as who, somebody who made the who made the decision, albeit under like a lot of pressure, but he made the decision himself. Right, exactly. In the comics, he made this makes the decision himself. Whether you yeah. agree with it or not, and we can get to that because I know we're gonna get. I'm gonna circle back to what uh, question from earlier uh, about the one more day stuff. But um, yeah, I really I, I want to. I just want to see a a good character driven Peter Parker story. That yes, if it has some MCU frills, I'm I'm down for it. Look, I've not. I don't think that they're failures as movies. I think they're B plus movies, um, B plus B minus movies, B movies. You know, which is I think that's fair. Yeah, I like them, but I have problems with them, and I can I can be okay with that. Like they are are competently shot movies to the theme of Blitzkrieg pop. Sure. (laughs) Well, and and I will say this: like I have, I have, I have been the. I was devil's advocate when I was on that other show. Um, and I was getting mercilessly ridiculed for the fact that this is, I, I, I made the point, this is, what, what if the Marvel Universe starts with Iron Man? So yeah. yes, Iron Man yeah. is going to be, it's not, what if the Marvel Universe started with Fantastic Four? In a Why can't world, people understand that? I, I, I don't understand. Like, they, they think that like, oh, you add Spider-Man and it has to be like, we just, everything has to revolve around Spider-Man. The problem is, is that that's not reality. That's not the reality at all. The whole reason this even exists is because Iron Man and the Avengers are became these huge properties for Disney, and Sony screwed it up so much they had to go with their tail between their legs. I go back. I this. do. I, I do and think. Here's the thing. Re- and this is hang oh, real quick. Retroact. I think that retroactively they've been trying to push like the oh Spider Man Iron Man are perfect. Like you know, they tried to they Tom Holland tried to push the he was the kid in, in Iron Man too. I'm like oh, okay, that's you're, fine. You're, that's you're fine pushing your you're pushing your you're pushing your envelope but, a little bit, but I can here's buy. The, here's it. the good news. That's just like what the comic books would do all the time. They would take Easter eggs and turn things into like. You know, these characters or whatever that ha- that's like yeah. tailor made for that stuff who cares the reality is is that sony needs iron man and the avengers if they didn't need them they'd be we'd have like 500 uh sinister six movies by now so i mean come well, on let's this is something that people need to understand and i want to make this abundantly clear to everybody that's listening okay disney made the deal because they came out ahead. They're making passive income as a company. The people that are driving the Sony movies are the people at Sony. Sony's ex- assuming all the expenses. The only thing that Marvel has control of is creative. They, and they had control of the casting of Tom Holland. But I think Sony did everything else. Sony was the one. They're, they're shooting everything on Sony cameras. They're doing Sony's doing all the locations. Yes, they're working with Marvel. But like Sony is assuming all this cost, and yes, they're getting the bulk of the income back. But guess what? 
So uh, Disney's getting a cut and they don't have to do hardly anything. They just have to just, you know, smile and look pretty basically. So to, uh, uh, to dovetail into Kelly's question, she says, Oh, 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 question opinions mm -hmm. on the rumors that we're going to get a college trilogy too. Would you be up for that? Or should they just, <laughs> <on their> head? <laughs> I, here, here's, I will say this. I am down for a Tom Holland led college era Spider-Man. I would be, I would be too, but I just don't think it's going to happen. If the, if yeah. they let if they let I him, don't know man like if you, I, if, you go off, if you go off of like Amy Pascal's comments I think they're alleged but like the ones where she goes like we need you to be a little boy again because he just got off of filming uh, Uncharted because he plays yeah. Nathan Drake in Uncharted yeah. and Amy Pascal is like we need you to be a boy again which is a weird comment to make but right. um, but it's Amy Pascal should we be surprised at this point <laughs> no but I'm just but I'm just saying there is a certain etiquette that like you continue to falter on but um. I, it, I have this. I have this worry that they're going to st that Tom Holland is like cute little cute little boy Peter Parker. Yeah, who's consistently like five foot ten and sounds like he hasn't hit puberty yet. Yep. Um, well, he talked he, about that in the GQ interview. He, yeah, he, he, that G, GQ he interview. said he said he had to raise his voice up a couple octaves. <laughs> like he, just, he talked about that. He's like, dude. I, he's like, no. And I, I went from you know doing this really serious film with the Russo brothers to having to go like re-raise re yeah. my. And I'm so I'm like at this point like I am good with, let him graduate, let him become a college student because quite frankly, right. and this is something that I really and Paul you could probably jump all over me, I am so sick and tired of the fetishization of the high school years of Peter Parker. There was 27 issues of Peter Parker in high school in Amazing Spider-Man. The rest were in college and and after. And even in and even in spec. Uh in the cartoon, they, they didn't focus on him being in school that much. That was more just a back. They made it a magnet school. So they made it for kids that were smart and that kids were, that were athletic. And the way they did it was high school's kind of important and they were going to go through. Yeah. There was high school elements. They did the, you know, they did the dance and they did, did the grades. They, like did the grades. they did finals. Like it was the whole concept was the education of Peter Parker. But the original plan was to do five seasons and then they were going to do the direct to DVDs and that was going to be all in the college era. And, uh, you know, that was going to probably do more of those college era stuff. They were, I mean, the, by doing an adaptation, you could take, take all the best elements of Spider-Man like they did with spec. And that's what made spec work. But I, and I get, I, I get Vinkman. I'm not a fan of Iron Man Jr., but by comparison, he despises the Spider-Verse version of Superman far more than the MCU Spider-Man. To, to be fair, at, at the very least, Spider-Man doesn't like float around in 9-11 city. <laughs> well, to be fair, and I, I hate it for Henry Cavill. I thought he was a great casting. He he's honestly like a guy like he if if there was some like if if they ever like reboot the DCEU or just like do independent like like independent stories that don't rely so much on like the Avengers style format. Yeah, just bring him back. Uh, he, he's he's unfortunately wasted by a producer and a director who focus on Jesus symbolism more than they do on an actual script. <laughs> grim dark. Hey, grim dark. Uh, I I have to bail, guys, but uh, I will all see you later. Paul, right, you'll be back next week probably for uh, next issue of. Uh, yes. If, if barring anything unforeseen, obviously, but yes, uh, we'll hopefully. be definitely covering. We'll be covering issue sixty-one, hopefully. Yes, so. and uh, and hopefully I'll have some uh, fun announcements next week. So we'll see. Ooh. Or, or maybe we'll see. Well, not announcements, but we can talk about what's. Yeah, you'll see. Hopefully, we'll, we'll give you. Uh, we'll, we'll give you. We'll give you some time. We'll give you. We'll give you a wide berth. 
Yeah, I'm, 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 just, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Zach. Good night, good night, got, Paul. We'll see you next time. See you, Paul. I'm, I'm just saying, Zach. When you got an HR Geiger uh, style spaceship, that's not a good sign. Well, and I again, I, I don't want to get into like delving Pro, into, the, Pro, into Prometheus. I don't want to get into the whole Snyderverse thing because that's going to bring me that's going to bring me into the whole hashtag Save Spectacular Spider Man, and that's just going to get me into get my blood boiling because I've literally <laughs> well, we did an entire segment on last episode. Yeah, this, so. and 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 like things happened afterward, and I just I'm like, I love our fans, and I love people that that want to sit there and call me a hater for no reason because I I'm just you know giving them. I'm not going to sit there and lie to them. I'm not going to sit there. And and here's the thing. And I'm going to tell you right now as, as a listener, for those that are listening to me right now, I'm going to shoot you straight. If there's anything that anybody has learned, and Vinkman's been watching me for years, I'm going to shoot you straight. I'm going to tell you what I think, and I'm going to try to back it up with facts as much as I can. I'm not going to sit there and lie to you. If I know something that is to be true, I'm going to try to, t- I'm going to tell you that truth. And I'm going to, I'm not going to be a jerk about it, but I'm just going to be factual. And especially when it comes to Spec Spidey, because of the people that I know that were intrinsically involved with that series, like don't come at me and say that I'm a hater when I did 51 episodes thus far. Going to be recording 52, the 52nd episode very soon. So leave your feedback. Eight one eight. Also, I just realized my. Can you pull up my screen share real quick? Because <laughs> going back to ASM speculation. Yeah, so. yeah. I wish that I wish that Paula didn't have to leave, but. Yeah. Okay. So can you see my cursor? Yes. Okay. So For those that are listening to us on the audio version, I've got uh, I've got the scan that he made blown up on the screen. Okay, so everything is connected to this plot point tangentially, and considering that King's I think King's Ransom is meant to be like the culmination of that plot line. Yeah, this one I think is going to end. Whether or not the rest do, this one is a certainty. Right, Kingpin. Yeah, I oh I, here here's my here's my like uh, little B question to that. Do we think that? Maybe do you, well. Do we think Kingpin's going to be mayor after this? Still, I don't. I I, well, I think he might be because he's Kingpin over. He's mayor over in Daredevil, and that's okay. a fairly important plot point. Okay, I think that they are probably working. Like I feel like that they are working together to make sure that they're not stepping on each other's toes. But I mm-hmm. would I would think that that Fisk is going to worm his way out of whatever trouble that he gets in. And still sure. re- maintains his mayorship. By saying like the gang, the gang war made him do it. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, I, I kind of feel like what we saw a couple of issues ago with all the all the gang members. He's like, going to basically you had, you had Owl, you had Black Mariah, you had Tombstone, yeah, yeah. Mister Negative, Hammerhead. You know, all which the leads to the Randy and Janice aspect, which leads to the fin- the feminist syndicate, um, and then Boomerang Gog. The, these are kind of all tied together through Boomerang. Yeah. Yeah. Who's tied to Randy slash Janice? Who's tied to the Syndicate? Who hate Boomerang? I only put down Robbie. I, I say inevitable because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it's but been, it's going. It's, to, it's going. It's going to happen. Like issue it's, it's, right. issue sixty three or was it sixty four? One of the covers yeah. basically basically took out an air horn and blared in your ear. Yeah. We're going to do this plot line. So I, I think we're going to kind of take a, a, a little break with Kindred right now and Sensitive Norman. Maybe we'll have that as like a side plot. Yeah, these, uh, I think these that might two, be like that's every good, night in a while. Yeah. yeah, and you know, look, the Mysterio stuff, if you have not read the MJ series, I highly recommend you do so. Um, but th- these these over here need to get some follow-up on, though. The, yeah, the, clair- no, the, clair- I, the clairvoyant, 
that I thought that was going to tie into Last Remains. I was completely off the ball on that. Oh, one. listen, I, I to me the clairvoyant aspect. I want to say it's going to tie into the Mephisto stuff, and I, I, I just I don't know why, but my gut's telling me that that's going to tie into the Mephisto, which ties back into Kindred. So again, Kindred's Kindred's kind of the center of the web, as you as as you would say of this of this wonderfully done flowchart. Um, which I will post when I post the audio version of the episode. I will post this. In I will the go. Notes. I will go. I will go into Canva and I will make a more. I will make a official version. Yeah. So um, and we'll update it as we go. But like this is a very good visual aid for those that are wa- listening to us. Go watch us on YouTube because or or go to or join our <laughs> Discord or just, just join the Discord and and we'll and it's in the Discord. So if you haven't joined the Discord, jo- go to the Discord link. I actually think the clairvoyant is going to stay fairly self-contained to the Chance Palace plot line mm. because because oh, yeah, yeah. what's his name James Jaime the yeah. the, yeah. the study Jamie, buddy yeah. he was yeah. using it at the palace <laughs> yeah I th- I think that that's going to be like its own separate plot point everything on this end is going to be fairly self-contained to what we'll call the western or the the western hemisphere mm-hmm. of this of this chart yeah yeah because it's all related to Peter whereas MJ has this part. The, we'll call it the northeastern hemisphere, and then the southeastern and eastern hemispheres are dedicated to the kingpin stuff. So yeah, and like I say, I, this is definitely again we're we're getting into year th- year three, and this isn't also I want to disclose this is this is insanely speculative. This is mainly yeah. just me going off of covers and solicits, and solicits have been notoriously hard to rely on in Spencer's run. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'll say this too. Uh, you got to look at Spencer's run as kind of like issue 29 is kind of a line of demarcation. Issue 60 is now a line of demarcation. So every 30 issues we're getting, you know, building towards this this thing. And obviously this was the first question. SoFlo Entertainment, which you have not checked out his channel. Go check out his channel uh, on SoFlo Entertainment on YouTube. Uh, great guy. Do you think... OMD will be retcon undone or dealt with. Yes, I I, I think we'll, we'll compound them. Um, right. <laughs> dealt with dealt with is like the bare minimum, and and, yes. and with and with ASM sixty and Strange basically going, hey Mephisto, <laughs> what's wrong with Peter Parker's yeah. soul or yeah. gangster styles? By the way, that's not how you hold a gun as a native Texan. That's not how you hold a gun. Anyway. No, um, but, but, it's, but, it's, but, it's compa- but it's compounded on. So, can you pull the question again, real quick? Yes. So it was retcon, or was, was retcon the second option, or yeah, retcon was the second option. So, ret- will be retcon undone or dealt with? So, ret- this I would more- argue it was retcon the with omit, but go on. Mm-hmm. So, dealt with is the is like the bottom line, like that. We, we basically know we're getting this addressed, right? Uh, undone. Is probably the next mo- is probably the next most likely thing, and then retcon. I doubt it'll be like outright retcon because that would involve like undoing ten years of Marvel comics. Yeah, and that's... and and the less and the less time shenanigans we have. Yeah, yep. I I I understand. I hate Jason Aaron's Avengers too, but it's not worth <laughs> killing the entire ten plus years of post one more day over. Yeah, uh, again, I I. I, I... I think it needs to be addressed. It needs to be dealt with. I don't think it needs to be retconned. I think it. I, I think because it needs that's, that's to be resolved. As, that's just yeah. like retconning is just as cheap as you know the original deal itself. 
Yeah. Exactly. Because exactly. Peter has it. Because part of what makes Peter appealing is that he deals with the consequences of his actions. Yep. And you know, just getting getting away scot free with. Uh, I don't know if we'll get the 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 marriage back, but I I could see a marriage. Some a kind, yeah, some proposal. Kind of I don't even think that. I think it may be a proposal. Um, and and Peter Parker's just going to be engaged to Mary Jane, and that's going to just like the, like the bat like the bat cat stuff after King's Run ended. Not quite like that, but like just to Not have like, an engagement. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you know, look, next year is going to be the 60th anniversary. Yep. Um, I know that they're probably already planning this because of how far out they're planning these this stuff. Um, so obviously he's going to get a big, big event next year. Yep. Could it be the marriage? Sure. I, I could see it with this, with this writer and this staff absolutely could see it happening. I, I think it would be great if like Spencer just kind of pulled the rug out from under us and they got like married at, at city hall or something like that. Like the, the comedy of it was just them sitting in line. That's well, so they got married right. the first time. <laughs> well, I know, but like, instead of like, you know, an actual ceremony to get like, just like, the the comedy comes out of them just sitting in and the wit- city and guess who the, you know and guess who no. the witness is guess who the witness is it's boomerang of yep. course <laughs> you know you know what you know what would be really funny and it would tie into Mephisto they go if they get married in Vegas oh oh what if that's where the premiere of MJ's movie is oh uh, well they would they would do that in L A though. <laughs> I okay. Well, I don't this know, is, well, man. Now this, well, this, is, this is Kindred and Mysterio we're talking about. They yeah, would they yeah. would do some, they would do some tomfoolery to get <laughs> MJ to Vegas. I do like yeah. tomfoolery. There's a reason I <laughs> there's a reason I subscribed to the headcanon theory that the original Spider-Man continuity ended in 1998 and switches over to MC2. So I forgot to I forgot to put on the graph I forgot to put on the graphic, but it can be considered like an offshoot to the Mysterio stuff, and that's the Just premiere a- of MJ. <laughs> Like good, one, good one, one, Kelly. One, one issue later, like Randy's like, "Hey, Pete, MJ, where have you been?" Like they're like, "Oh yeah, we got married." <laughs> yeah, we we just elope behind the editorials back, not not behind the readers back. No, it's behind the editorials back. <laughs> no, honestly, I think the Brevoort influence is starting to has started to wane. The boys I, club is gone. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. and I, well and look, Brevoort is the ultimate company man. He's been there so damn long. Yep. He's been he's been through. He he worked there. Th- I think he started during the maybe during the end of Shooter's reign, if I'm remembering correctly. I know he was there during the DeFalco era. He was there during the five editors in chief fiasco. He was there during Bob Harris, Joe Casada, Axel Alonso, and now CB Sabolsky. So, like, he's been there so long that he's almost an institution. But, like, Nick Lowe is letting, if there's any, if I have a criticism to Nick Lowe, and it's that he doesn't tighten the reins enough on his writers, but he lets the writers write and he lets, he lets the creators create. And I do give him credit for that, but I just wish that he would give a little bit of like, okay, he would, can we tug on, he would, give, he would give a tug on the reins a little. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So like, like we don't, we don't need this, like one, this gigantic one shot of the artist looks good though. I, I looked into them. They're the ones that did the Batgirl, the birds of prey book for rebirth. Nice. So, so, um, all right, we're kind of getting to about an hour forty-five. Real, real oh. quick, do, you, do we want to talk about the the Illuminati article and like laugh at it? So <laughs> yeah, funny. go ahead and pull it up because, like, here I'll put it in the private chat so you can. Or you just your screen's doing better than my, me sharing mine, so let's just share it on your okay. screen. So, 
So it's grain kind of, of salt, by the way, in, incredibly thick grain of salt. Like, right. uh, imagine so, like this, but bigger. So, okay, the Illuminati has been... They've been doing some speculative stuff. I don't know how good this source is. So I, just... I honestly think it's I honestly think it's BS. But uh, who reported who who used it as a source? Hang discussing on, discussing film uh, oh, the Twitter but... account. All right, so yeah, let me let me Which, set this up for our audio listeners. I think, so I think he does legit stuff, but I don't know. So he covers legit stuff. Marvel. Okay, so uh, Sony is developing a a Silk TV series for Amazon Prime. For Amazon Prime, it's going to be on... Yeah, so it's going to be available to Amazon Prime members and Amazon Prime Video. Um, it is going to be... I think it's tangentially tied, depending on the new Sony deal, which we do not have... Uh, WikiLeaks has not leaked that information out yet. Um, but... Um, we, just need to, we just need to get North Korea mad enough again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't think... <laughs> Yeah, Kim Kim Jong Un hasn't gotten mad yet again, so they're not going to hack into Sony servers like they did the last time. But uh, so we don't know for sure. Now we got some hints that maybe the Sony stuff is going to tie more into the MCU, meaning that Venom and Morbius, especially, are going to be show, uh, stuff that's going to tie into um, the Sony Sony universe of Marvel characters. I think is the official title of it, which is an awful, awful. I think it's, the, Mar- I think it's the Marvel Cinematic no, Wait, Marvel Marvel no, Universe it's... of Sony or Sony Universe of Marvel characters. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what yes. I just said. Sunk, sunk, sunk. That's what I just said. Neil. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, it, I needed Pay to attention. It, I needed to say it in my head for it to make sense. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so there's allegedly going to be a Silk series in develop. It's in development. Um, and so they've made they've announced, some... they've announced that they, they their source source um has been has announced a showrunner and uh, allegedly a lead and this is again in the ver- very early stages of of production um i would assume the next virtual con they'll probably do something so i i think we got like we we know this sh- <laughs> She's supposed to be. She's supposed to be Peter's age, I think. She's supposed to be the same age as Peter. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, just making her like a like a late teens, early twenties college student would just be way easier. I yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how accurately this is going to be to like the original to the original comic she appeared in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I so, imagine. I imagine not very close, considering we don't talk about original sin. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, probably a good thing we don't. Uh, so, I, Neil, I'm going to let you kind of take the reins on this. So, okay, as one of the ten Silk fans, I have a vested interest in yep. this show, mm-hmm. um, and also as someone who has a trial version of Amazon Prime until I graduate. Oh, mm-hmm. Isaac. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, so allegedly, I, I I need to I need to preface this. This is allegedly because this is Illuminati and they just make shit up all the time. Mm. Um, so allegedly Sang Sang Q Kim is locked in as a showrunner and it'll be produced by Phil Lord and Chris or Phil Lord and Chris Miller. And then they've met with uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina's Adeline Rudolph really? likely, like, for the lead role again, likely for the lead role. Uh, no toxic confirmations. So, 
Yeah. Uh... <laughs> allegedly, I think this is the casting call. So a Korean American between 19 and 29 years old, a kid from Queens who was on her own for the first time, total beginner in law enforcement of fighting crime, but loves the feeling of beating up criminals, to let her frustrations out and how, has an affinity uh, for eighties and nineties pop culture. So how, how, uh, valid is that not the i know the pop culture thing is kind of a thing because she's like talking about pokemon or whatever the, bunk, the, the bunkers the bunker stuff yeah, yeah. i but, honestly, uh, i honestly think like this feels like an amalgamation of um the this casting call feels like an amalgamation of like the identity of something like a korean american girl uh-huh. mixed with like spider gwen and like spider verse miles hmm well, like well, like the love the love of music and pop culture. That's like right. I know she, I know that's a thing for her in her in her solo book. Mm-hmm. But they were a bit more aggressive with it for Miles and Gwen. Right. So I feel like they're just kind of t- like siphoning off traits to graft onto Cindy, hoping that it makes like an indi- a, a unique character, which could work. Uh, it could work. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Again, I want to. I want to stress that this is Illuminati, who right. are notorious for just making things up. But if discussing film is citing them as a source, I don't think that Maybe? that necessarily vindicates them. Right. But I'm going to look at it. Sure. It seems well. The if if uh, if Lord and Miller are producing that would i guess i i would assume it would make it part of the spider-verse thing that they've set up with the with the the movie i guess so then i don't know this could be one of the you know alternate like one of the spider-verse yeah one of the one of the like alternate universes that was established in the animated film i guess well, actually, this is, I actually know. did some looking into the into Adeline Rudolph because I've never seen Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. This actually, she, this actually looks fairly bang on for who you would cast as Cindy. Yeah. So, like I say, uh, you know, sorry, I. <laughs> if Zach doesn't come back, he's going to talk about Transformers for the rest of the stream. No. Okay, guys, it's Combiner Wars time. Let's talk no, about the no, worst no, Transformers no, no. of twenty tens. No. no, the answer to that question <laughs> is no. That's not going to happen. No, I, I, for some reason, when I hit backspace, because I was type, trying to type in my private chat, it like kicked me completely off the stream. I was like, that, that's nice. Thanks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Sorry, folks. Uh, no. Um, yeah, like I say, I'll watch it. It's Spider-Man related. I've, I've already got Amazon Prime. I watched Jack Ryan and the boys, and I'm going to watch Invincible. So it's like, this feels more like a bonus to getting Amazon Prime than like, oh, I have to get it for this. Well, right. it's and it's interesting because Sony doesn't have a streaming service. They're the only major studio. Don't they have Crackle? That, uh, Sony that, does not have a major streaming <laughs> service. I mean, that's, that, I guess, but that's like free. and so they got, that's, Isn't that where they put spec on? Yeah, they did. Yeah, unfortunately, like right now, Sony is so far behind. I said this everybody. before. They they have some kind of deal with stars. Like they have, I think I know that stars. No one has stars. No one subscribes to. I I do sometimes. <laughs> uh, they had okay. I'm not gonna lie. I watched the um, 
because like I'm a Smallville fan and the fall of Alice and Mac fascinates me. Oh yeah. So I watched that next. I I did the yeah, free right, trial. That's on that. Yeah. Uh, so I did the stars trial and it was like, man, this story is just utterly, utterly horrific. And I feel really bad for everybody that was involved. And, but also like, I, <sighs> I think I want to look up who owns stars because this is bothering me now. Actually, um, shit, I had a thing I wanted to say. I oh, I remembered. Um, before the stream started, I, I sent this over to Zach, and I was like, you know, Silk beats Spider-Man to the optimum medium for a comic oh, yeah. book storytelling. Because, like, I I think Spider-Man doesn't shouldn't be in a movie. He should be in a TV series. Uh, and me I and agree. Paul were disagreeing with you, and I was like, I look, I I understand that, and I I, I agree with you. I think. Okay, they own by they're owned by uh, Liongate. He should they're owned by CBS, I think. Are they? Who owns Lionsgate? Is it Universal? I think it's Universal that owns Lionsgate. Oh, that's really weird. All right, so yeah, because you got all these subsidiaries of subsidiaries of subsidiaries, but yeah. um, no, I, again, I agree with you. I think Spider-Man works better as a as a series, not as a movie. Um, like get to, you, get sp- you, get to, you get to spend more time with each character, and, and that's you know. why I feel like he's worked so well in animation. Yes, that's why it should be. I mean, all this stuff really should just be in cartoons if you get right down to it. I think uh, she goes. Uh, so Kelly Cantu says, "I know it's probably not going to happen, but to, those fake Agent Venom series rumors got my blood pumping last well, I'm not, year." I'm not letting the little dweeb who plays Flash in the Jeez. movies and in, in no. the upcoming be no. Agent Venom. That would be like the biggest tonal whiplash for that character I've ever seen. Oh, God. And uh, he's my least favorite part. I hate the penis Parker joke. It's not funny. It's <laughs> stupid. I get We can't I, do PewDiePie Parker because, like, you know, that's, that, that's, not a, that's, not, that's not a hit and that's not a, that's not a banger of a joke in year 2017. <laughs> I, I get it. It's a banger of a joke now, but, like, oh, God. Like, come on, man. Here I, yeah, I'm I willing. Know. I'm willing to not necessarily defend it, but like the way I the way I can see it is like they see like you know Flash is supposed to be like a like a dumb idiot kind of like you know <laughs> smart like smarmy rather than like actually smart. Uh-huh. So he that's what he thinks is funny, and so man, that was some weird feedback. I have no idea what that was. I had no idea what it is either. <laughs> The stream is turning against us. Yeah, it's because we're hitting almost the two-hour mark. But but like, uh, but the boys is made by Sony too, isn't it? I think, I think so. so. So if they well, got like they, the same, again, like, Sony Sony Pictures Television is everywhere. They have stuff on AMC. They have yeah. stuff on. Um, what was I? Yeah. What was I watching? Well, they have stuff well, on they, Stars. They, <laughs> they still own uh, Jeopardy. They still own Wheel of Fortune, which is in, both of which are really incredibly lucrative. Um, even with Alex Trebek's passing, like they're still making a if good they amount get, of money. If they get like a good host, like Lavar, I think Lavar Burton is scheduled to take a slot. Yeah, everybody like they're a lot of people like the producer of Jeopardy that uh, did the two week stint. Um, like a lot of like what I was reading on Jeopardy, like with Jeopardy fans, they really really responded to him because I think they he gets the. I mean, he watched Alex for so long. 
and turn off my screen share just like uh just so that i don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens this is not the jeopardy podcast but um (laughs) but i i I will post this what vinkman says he says i always used to find it amusing that a really young allison mack appears in please academy but after everything we learned in recent years yikes yeah um the answer to that that statement is yeah um and it's really funny to listen to guy rosenbaum try to try to talk about it he's like yeah she was just a sweetheart on set what what else do you want me to say like nobody knew that she was a sexual deviant okay (laughs) so again um and i i feel she's just almost as much a victim as as everybody else but that's just me um she did some horrific things and that she needs to, you know, answer to those things. But like, I think she was very much manipulated by Rainier, but, uh, again, not the, not the, uh, appropriate the purpose, place yeah. <laughs> to talk about that, but not the, not the true crime podcast. Um, yeah, definitely not the true crime podcast, but, um, so I want to talk a little bit briefly about the next several months. Cause we haven't done one of these live streams at all this year. We did a few last year, this, it, this is definitely an official episode of Spider Dude Experience, but very much off the beaten path. So if this is your first time oh, listening, God. I am so sorry. Yeah, this, this kinda, I'm really this glad that we got it. Blew we got up it, on us uh, a little bit. I think, Kelly, Kelly Cantu uh, became a subscriber, I think, a couple weeks ago, and, and I'm glad that she's participating. I hope uh, we didn't scare her away. <laughs> no, she's yeah. still here. She's still around. She's still she's still posting comments. But she's, talking about in the, fu- I'm talking about the future. She's, she's been here for two hours. I think she can live with us every okay, week. Okay, good. <laughs> Listen, she gave us I a very so. high compliment at the very beginning. She says, um, "Well, she's asking. She's asking like very. She's asking like really good questions of us. Like you know, right? She's like, hi. I very recently found out about this channel, and I've got to say, you guys have the best takes. So thank you again to, uh, to oh, Kelly. She gave us a heart. She gave us a heart. So." Um, but, um, one of the, we're going to do some v- exclusive Patreon stuff. Uh, Vinkman kind of is being, uh, we're, 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 we patient. Are, <laughs> she, he's being patient, but also he's also, uh, we're doing some mad scientist stuff with him behind the scenes. We're kind of bouncing back and forth. He's throwing ideas at us. Um, if you become a member of the Patreon, it's your community. So we want to hear from you if you become a member of the Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash network. But so we're gonna have some exclusive Patreon stuff that is coming. Um, but I've alluded to it several times this episode. I wish he was still here. But me and Paul are going to do the 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 the, the Dan slot debates. The great we're, slot debate. The great slot debate. Uh, it's going to be about five parts long. So five episodes of the Spidey Experience are going to be the slot debates. Uh, we I want to give ample amount of time for both of us to prepare. I think we may be having this guy. Who's next to me in the in the box? Uh, help moderate it. So so will Neil. I'm sure. Um, we'll, we'll I'll, probably, of, I'll probably be getting in on like the big time era debate. Yeah. So I, I am probably going to be the anti slot. Um, I'm putting that in air quotes. I don't like. I dislike a good chunk of slots work, but I will concede that there's things about slots run that I do like. Uh, so I'm not like I just hate Dan Slot. Dan Slot sucks. You blah 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 blah. Like no, I'm not. I'm not. I almost broke the Trump out, and I, I stopped myself. Uh, look, look, there he is, the great Lynn Kyra. Get him out of here. Get, get him, him out of here. Yeah. 
Don't give so, him his jacket. Uh, <laughs> get him the hell out of here. Uh, so, uh, but at the end of the day, like uh, we're, we're going to do these sleep, these, these sleep slot debates. Um, we're also going to do this. I'm going to do the Sony series. Those are going to be probably pre-recorded, and I'm going to get some software. That's one of my next purchases, and I'm going to make um, some videos about. Um, the Sony Spider-Man relationship. So I'm looking really forward to that um, and how that started the, the history of Spider-Man in film and we'll get it, you know, we'll go. Th- and I think we're going to do some commentaries uh, this summer. Um, maybe we'll do the Raimi films and then we'll go into the web films and then do um uh, uh, the the MCU Spidey films, um, that'll be kind of fun. We may make those patriotics first, and then you know six months after the fact we'll release them to the general public or something like that. So that I don't know. We we, we got some ideas. If you've got ideas, leave me a uh, leave me an email at clonesoccerchronicles@gmail.com or sorry, <laughs> Spidey Radio Network at gmail.com. You can email both. I have both. Um, we are gonna wrap Clone Soccer Chronicles this year. Uh, we are going to do a big finale of CSC. Probably going to do it on the channel. Um, so, kind of give CSC its its farewell, so to speak. Uh, Forgotten Era is in development. I've mentioned it before, um, but I'm going to try to do something a little different. I know I mentioned last episode that I'm looking for a cast, um, but I am. It's kind of contingent upon some some people responding to me about the idea, um, and. I'm hoping that it, if I get a good response and we get that ball rolling, then it may be pushed back to the fall just because I want to get a really good buffer uh, before. And there's Waylon, the official mascot of the Spidey Radio Network. Hey, wait, wait. Um, but if I'm going to do that the way I'm looking to do it, it's going to be I'm going to get a big buffer, release the first episode, and just keep up. And we'll do we'll do like actual if there if people that I'm trying to get a hold of are willing to do live streams, we'll do live streams. But I want to do at least a few episodes pre-recorded, so that way we get kind of the feel of everything. If you know, they gotta get back with me first. But um, if my idea comes to fruition with Forgotten Era. It would be a big coup of uh, Spidey history. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't want to give too much more away because I don't want to say something on the show and then it never happened. So again, uh, we're also I, I am going to try to interview the, the creators of the of the books um, for that show. That is something that, yes. that I am actively going to try to get done. You got to uh, you got to do that. Um, so that's that's definitely. Definitely going to happen. Obviously, Make My Mayday is going to continue to try to be as weekly as possible, as well as this show. Um, <laughs> if I had a third weekly, I'm going to probably pull my hair out. But And Sarah might kill me, like literally dead. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're we're really excited about this year. Um, oh, and I'm trying to get my thing weekly now, too. So Yeah, and, and again, Neil's show Bogan Rider Variety Hour which you can see every 
Saturday night. I don't know where that howling is coming from. It is not that's, me. That's, that's the wind outside my apartment. Okay. Oh, I was like, good it's lord. Giving, it's giving everything a, this eerie feeling, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, Bogan Rider Variety Hour, 8 p.m. Welcome to my R.L. Stein roleplay server. Yes. <laughs> Bogan Rider Variety Hour, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern, Saturday nights on twitch.tv slash quillsniv. Don't put the extra dot in there. Don't ask me why it's there. Uh, <laughs> let me fix that. So, yeah. Go, go to that. Uh, you can follow... Uh, if you like Paul, you can follow him on Twitter at herman22. There it is. Uh, you can also follow Enchilada Legs, which yep. is Adam. That's me uh, on Twitter, and then you can follow me at Spidey Dude and at Spidey Dude Radio. Uh, those are the various places you can follow. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm gonna wrap, guys. You got? I'll, I'll give you a brief kind of chance to do some final thoughts, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, the, fu- the future is bright. Yeah. So, like I say, we'll we'll yeah. take a couple more comments, but we're gonna wrap this episode up once we do after we do and and uh, kind of do the outro. Hopefully, I don't screw this one up like I've screwed up the last two on Make My Mayday. <laughs> um, also, I will for Bogan Rider Variety Hour. I do take requests for books to read. So, if you have a book that you want me to talk about, or just you 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 don't want to read and you want me to suffer instead. Uh, let me let me know, and I will put it into the reviewing list because I do the reviews show every other every three week every two or three weeks to give myself content to talk about. Yeah. So I sent Zach a list of stuff for this week's show, and he was like, "Oh God!" It made me want to just drink. It's all I wanted to do. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. It's it's quite an itinerary he's got for this one. It's a very ambitious one, and I'm going, good luck. Good luck to you, buddy. (laughs) I'm getting getting demonetized for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Twitch is going to be like, nope. Uh, (laughs) Out with you. They're live on Twitch, but they're going to be broadcast here on Facebook. Um, Not on this this channel, but on on, uh, Neil's channel as well. And And they will be exported to YouTube. Yeah, they'll be exported to YouTube. So you can see them on YouTube or you can watch them live on Twitch. Um, there is a new show that's coming. It's probably the worst kept secret on the network, but it will be announced on the final episode of Spec Radio, which, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, we're going to record in two weeks or two and a half weeks. Um, so I need your feedback for Spec Radio. So leave us an email at specradio at gmail.com, uh, 818-925-6631. And if you want your voicemail played live, uh, you can, because I can do things like this. With great power comes great responsibility. There you That's, go. You're not my father! <laughs> <laughs> you know, um... <laughs> you do too much. You're not Superman, you know. That's there true. You go. Uh, I, yeah, I, Zach. To, yeah, I know, right? I, I really try to do too much sometimes. So, um, but yes, we'll have the, we'll have, so I'll be able to play your voicemail live. Thanks to this lovely, lovely piece of equipment. I'll be able to play your, sh- play your voicemail live and we'll react to it live on the show. So 818-925-6631. That gets your voice on the show. Um, as always speak to or Spidey radio network at gmail.com patreon.com so with that we'll take your final comments i'll give you a second to throw some out there 
uh, Kelly and Vinkman. Uh, is Matt still on? I don't know if Matt's still on. I don't think uh, so. Yeah, we, we, we had a few people drop in and out, so uh, people like Nicole, which is my cousin. <laughs> she just likes to troll me. And then Sarah, you know, of course, likes to troll me, too, so. I did, right, read, so, I, I did read the new America Chavez book as Spider-Man was in it. How oh. was it? <laughs> it's not, So, the, the only thing we have to compare it to is the comedy of errors that was Gabby Rivera's run. I actually mm-hmm. liked this one. It was pretty good. There you go. It, good. Ma- it, made, it, made, it made America Chavez to, into an actual character and not just uh, a bunch Caricature. of... Well, a, well, a punchline. Hmm. Uh, is it worth getting Twitch? I don't know if I want to download the app just so I can interact with the Neil show live. Um, I think so. If, if you're looking for people to, to who play video games and you want to see them do it live, it's easier to do it there than it is on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and eventually I'm and going you can, to, up- and you can do it on desktop by the way. Eventually I'm going to upgrade everything with the Twitch. I'm going to build the Twitch channel out and migrate these videos over to Twitch and everything like that. That is one of my goals, but it does cost a lot more money to do StreamYard with the the with the pro, the pro. I get more features. There is some advantages to it, but it's like I'm in the I, there's the free tier and then the lower tier and the higher tier. So anyway, so with that, I'm gonna wrap this episode up. I'm gonna mute Neil so I don't have the spookiness of the background. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> as he as he mutes himself but with that i'm going to wrap this episode up ladies and gentlemen thank you for watching and listening to the spidey dude experience this is not the normal episode but we'll be back next week with a review of amazing spider-man number 61 or if you're doing legacy numbering 862 on Friday, we'll have Make My Mayday, so join us for that if you if you have the time at, uh, I think, 8 p.m. Eastern. And so with that, of course, like I mentioned earlier, become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash Network. Be sure to follow us on our various social medias like at Radio on Twitter, at Network on Instagram and, and Facebook. And you can also give us a voicemail if you like us. 818-925-6631. And if you're listening to us on the audio versions of the podcast, once again, we apologize for any visual aids we used. But leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher, and we'll read that feedback live here on the Spidey Dude Experience, only on the Spidey Dude Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.